Welcome to the Casual Coders Podcast. I'm Chandler. This is Ian. This is Kyle. That's Alex. Hi. Um, he's drunk. What? And we're going to get started here. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and the main reason why I wanted to start talking first, is because I want to talk about the Cleveland Auto Show. Ooh. Oh. And this is going to be really weird because I'm about the only one here that actually cares about cars. I know nothing. So, <laughs> I like nice cars. I've only been one time. You've only been one time. So first I've of all, once too, actually. for those of you who are watching this, you are seeing this probably roughly two weeks after the Cleveland Auto Show ended. Ah, uh, yes. That's so sounds it's, about right. It's actually, been a yeah. couple of weeks, um, but I'm going to go. What do you think? First off, well, so I'm slightly disappointed from the last time I went because huh. of COVID. There was significantly less there makes overall. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. For example, Porsche didn't show up. Oh, that's <laughs> basically all the exotic oh. brands skipped out this year. Was there electric cars? Because when I went, there was zero electric there. cars. And I was now that was the whole reason I went, and there was a few, but you weren't allowed to get near them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we have them. They're just over depressing. there. For example, you know? they had the prototype for the new electric uh, Silverado. You may be seeing Which it on is, your screen now. I, like I already have this link, something? so when Ian edits it, he can add all of Oh, images. you're going to make me edit it. It's like a blue Force truck the drunk or something. Edit, huh? <laughs> you can edit it later. Yeah, yeah. you're going to edit it sober. So then there, we've got the blue Chevy Silverado electric uh, to compete with Ford's offering, which is called the F-150 Lightning, which is their oh. electric truck, oh. which is this, and it has a frunk. It has a, a frunk. frunk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all electric vehicles have a frunk? Yeah, so does the, the Chevy has a frunk too. But, okay, so but the it's fact, just but here's the thing. The here's the thing. Having a truck with a trunk that's lockable is the, like the appeal, one of the appeals. Right. Because like true. normally right. in a Fair truck, enough. you don't have that. What if they just made Fair the bed enough. extra long? Ooh, Bugatti. You know? Extended uh, Yeah, we, there was a few exotics there. Bugatti, there was a Bugatti Chiron, which is the world's Ooh. fastest car. Wow. That was there. And it was like beautiful Bugatti blue. That's really cool. And also segmented off as would it mm-hmm. be expected. Yeah, no, but there was fingerprints on it. So some kid ra- like ran in there and slapped it and oh then God, ran out. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> normal. But anyway, the another electric vehicle I saw was the Ford Mustang Mach-E and I was allowed to sit in it. And look at look <laughs> at this. They're just copying Tesla with their displays. That's but at hilarious. least the speedometer is on the dashboard and not on the screen in the middle of the car. Wait, is the Tesla speedometer what? in the middle of the car? I'm yeah, pretty it is. sure it is. It is. It is? Wait, it is? Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, there's, no, there's nothing here. There's nothing in front of you. It's yeah. all, there's only a screen. I would actually. It depends cons- on the model of, of the S. What but, the or, hell? Of, of, uh, depending like the model three is that way. So depending on how much money I have, when I go to buy an electric car, I may consider getting the Mustang Mach-E instead of the F-150 Lightning. Sounds not affordable. I would be okay with the middle console only if they did a heads up display as well. They but don't though. Why? <laughs> why? Why not? Yeah. Why don't more cars do heads up displays? I don't know. That was actually an optional feature on a couple of the vehicles we looked at because part of the reason we actually wanted to go to the Cleveland Auto Show was because... Um, a few members of my family are looking for new vehicles, but we'll discuss that in a couple of minutes. First, I want to talk about another electric car I saw, which I is- saw a picture of Chandler looking super happy. I just scrolled by real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. But, Let's see it. But oh, this is the new other electric car. This is an Audi e-tron, I believe e-tron. is what it's called. I don't like the name. Um, but so this is built on the same platform as the Porsche Taycan, which is okay. another fast electric car that Linus Tech Tips did a review on. Hmm. So... I don't know how many of you know this, but like Volkswagen owns like 50% of all the car manufacturing in Europe. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, So Volkswagen owns Audi and Porsche. So when Porsche developed, I think it was Porsche who developed the platform, Audis and all the other Volkswagen companies are like, can we borrow that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now you can buy a car on the Porsche Taycan platform for like on different brands. I believe the Audi is cheaper, but also slightly slower than the Porsche. Hmm. But, like, they're effectively the same car with an Audi badge and different paneling. Sadly, I wasn't allowed to sit in it because it was a prototype. Yeah. So. Does, like, media come to this event? 
like yes, these events? Yes, I would assume so. They it's pretty big. So yeah, the picture of me looking very happy. Wearing, oh no, I was like, I was wondering if you're wearing a VR uh, device no. in one of the cars, but it was just your hat. So no, this is head. me sitting in a sixty-five thousand dollar BMW. Only $65,000? Only sixty five. Now, there's also a picture of me, and I don't know if I got it off of Haley's phone. I might not have. I don't. But there's a picture of me sitting in a car that costs more than our house. <laughs> yeah. BMW had one of their racing models on display, and you were oh, allowed my. to sit in it. It was $160,000. All right. It had this beautiful Still matte. not as much as a 1911, though. Mm, you can get cheaper 911s than that. 1911. 19, oh, fuck. 911 yes. is 911, a, okay. <laughs> almost a 1911. 1911. No, 911's like yeah. 195k? No, they're not. They're cheaper than that. You really? get them for 85, yeah. 85? I guess Porsche. I'm look this up. Porsche 911. All right, fair enough. Hmm. To the interwebs. Interwebs. I'm going to go look at the Porsche 911 see how much they start out as. They start out at 101,000. So yeah, you can get a Too Porsche cheaper much. than the... All right, fair enough. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's also a, a bunch of... Like I said, they had like an exotics section where all they did was exotic cars... Um, I got to sit in a few cars that I would actually consider buying that aren't electric vehicles, most of which are luxury cars. I have the car taste of an old man, by the way. <laughs> so Get one of the Buick cars... Enclave. Well, no, I was a Buick CT5. Or not oh. Buick. It was a Cadillac CT5. It was mm. one of the other ones I really liked. It was a very roomy, very nice, technology-filled um, sedan that um, right. Cadillac makes. I'm For just, anyone out there who doesn't know their car makes models, I'm telling you with you right now. Um, I have no idea what's going on. So this is the CT5. This is just a sedan. Um, now, the big thing is GM doesn't want to make cars anymore because they don't sell enough of them, except for their luxury, bland, luxury brand Cadillac that does still make cars because they're trying to appeal to older folk who don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So they still sell sedans. And One, personally, I would rather own a sedan than an SUV. I don't actually care for SUVs, which is ironic because I drive one. Yeah. One um, interesting feature I didn't know before is one of the main selling features of cars is actually their safety rating and not like what features they have. That is true. A yeah. Fair Very true. Point. And generally sedans have slightly better safety ratings than um, SUVs do, but SUVs have gotten technologically advanced enough that they can match a sedan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So for example, and Haley is looking at buying a new car this year. Oh wait, first let me talk about some more technology before I go on right. that tangent. The new Hummer is a thing. Whoa. And is this electric? It is all electric. It, it looks has, electric. It has what? one motor on each wheel. I can't oh my. believe that. It has over a thousand horsepower. They're like well okay. known for not being Box. electric. What the heck? Yeah, they're well known for being gas guzzlers. Yeah. That's why they Tops went out of business them. during the 2008 what are they recession. Guzzling now? They're guzzling your power bill. Amps. So <laughs> they're also not under the Hummer brand. It's no Hummer is no longer a brand. Hummer is a model. Smart of them to abandon the brand name. <laughs> yeah, so now it's the GMC Hummer. And they make the G they make the GMC Hummer truck, which is what the only prototype they had at the this auto show. The bed looks super short. It is super short because this Does exact same platform, it has a frunk. This exact same platform is being used on the Hummer three row SUV. Hmm. So they're using the same wheelbase distance and they're just adding an extra row of seats and a cover on the back. And that's how they're doing that. So SUV. driver and then the back seat and then like a third. Back There'll seat? be a third row. This is, that is a very common on SUVs. Will there be three doors? No. Okay. You have to climb. You have to climb in behind. The I was seat, gonna like the seats go because I've never seen a car with three doors, but that'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the trunk looks so short. Fun though, fact: is the my Hyundai concern. Veloster has three doors. Really? Oh, the Veloster. Yeah, the I Hyundai Veloster has three doors. Was that on your? I have your never heard story? of that. The Veloster? No, it wasn't. I must have seen somebody else. Somebody else went to the auto show and I saw like just a glimpse of it. Yeah, so the Hyundai Veloster has three doors. Yeah. On the on the driver's side, it has a pat. It has the main door and a suicide door, and mm-hmm. on the other side, it has a single door that's long. 
Hmm. Which is very strange. Are you pro or not pro suicide door? I don't care. I also don't care. Define suicide door. Backwards doors. Oh, okay. I don't know why they're called suicide doors, honestly. Because if you're driving really fast and you open them. Oh, yeah, okay. They'll, like, rip <laughs> off and fly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So going back to, like, cars that I would actually buy, I checked out a Honda Civic or Honda Accord. Because I, I checked out the Civic, too. Hey, honestly, the I drive. Just two decades, two decades this is, older. This is an Accord. The Civics yeah. and the Accords look identical. They're just they different They really sizes. do. I think that is true, yeah. yeah. One just is electric and the other isn't, or, well, hybrid. You can get the Accord in hybrid. You can't get the Civic in hybrid. Hmm. This is not electric, correct? Well, this the, is this, this is a, non-electric, but they offer a hybrid model. Isn't right? the Accord always electric? Yeah, it's weird because it has I a grill, you know, wrong. and most electric it's, vehicles it's don't have a motor in that area. Sure. ICE engine. You're going to want to always many nice digital features okay. like remain. Yeah, it's not weird. The electric kind of yeah. takes over. So I sat in both the Accord and the Civic. And honestly, I was actually considering going out and looking at a Civic um, once I get my job is a little more stable. <laughs> now that I've actually sat in a Civic, I actually don't think I want one. Hmm. Oh, that's because I've sat in Ian's Corolla, and mm. your Corolla feels roomier in the front than the Civic does. Yes. I think that's technically not true. It's actually. not, but I am a large human being, and this—I don't know if it was just the configuration of the seating or what—but the Civic I sat in felt very small, even though your, even though the Civic is overall bigger than your car. Interesting. It was very strange. Now I also sat in Ford's new mini truck. The Ford Maverick. This is a hmm. tiny little truck. It is smaller than my SUV, but it has a bed, like a it has a pickup truck bed. I remember when you were looking at one of these. I was, and I still am considering it because I sat in one. Fair enough. And the op and the opposite was true. I expected to be cramped in this vehicle. I expected it to be a tiny economy vehicle. Hmm. I fit perfectly fine. Hmm. There was I had plenty of leg room. It was perfectly comfortable. It felt, and I will say, it felt just like my escape. Interesting. So feels about right. Yeah. Now that being said. When I look at a vehicle, I think as of today and as of the current economic situation of the United States, yeah. I look at the mileage yep, there of you the go. vehicle. Because yeah. gas in the city, in certain cities in the United States, at $5 a gallon today. I think Ooh, I saw a today. 7 somewhere. Oh, God, no. Is that in Ohio? Or no, no, in Ohio. Yeah. Ohio's hovering around 4. Yeah, four. it's getting back into those days. Which, by the way, accounting for inflation, $4 a gallon gas in 2008 would be $5.50 a gallon gas today. Wow. Hooray. So $4 a gallon sucks, but it's actually technically not as bad as 2008. I'm glad I'm working from $4 home. $4 a gallon last. I in, thought in, it was during the recession. Yep, 2008. Right? 2008. Really? During okay. the recession, yeah. Wow. So also, of course, because now I'm not big into classic cars. I think classic cars are cool, and I respect yeah. people who restore them and keep them up to date. Sure. But because I grew up playing Need for Speed and Gran Turismo, yeah. I like exotics. Okay. All right, fair enough. So they had an entire section. I showed you guys the Bugatti. They also had the Ferrari LaFerrari. Oh, you Beautiful can roll car, your... I gotta say. The Woo! Ferrari LaFerrari is the fastest Ferrari they ever make. It is $1 million Damn. MSRP. $1 million. $1 million. $1 million. I wish I had that. And it's a hybrid. Interesting. Yeah. Still not all electric, huh? No, but Ferrari <laughs> uses the hybrid engine to give it more torque when it's accelerating. That makes sense. That's kind of what I, what yeah. I expected. So the idea is, is that the hybrid engine, the, the electric engine takes over when the car is shifting, right. when the car is accelerating and the engine isn't spun up enough and like a few other situations. And then when it breaks, it regen breaks first to right. try to ca- recapture the energy. Okay. Because if you're going 200 miles an hour, there's quite a lot of energy you can capture with that engine. Are right, right. you legally going, going most 200 miles an hour? 200 miles an hour. Correct. <laughs> but if you're buying this car, I really hope you're taking it to you're the track. You're doing it just to show off. <laughs> no, I hope you're taking it to the track. I'm 
passionate about driving. Fair or enough. just some random highway in Florida. Now, my, my, <laughs> my girlfriend is not known for liking foreign vehicles. She's also not known for liking exotics. She thinks they're stupid and ridiculous, which is that's fair. That's part of the point, though. But that's she's the right. point. All right. But she said, if you're ever a billionaire, please buy this one. It's pretty. Which is really? a Lamborghini, I believe it was a Lamborghini Huracan STO, which is like, or whatever this lettering is on the front. Ah, her second favorite Huracan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a very fast Lamborghini. She says yeah. it's pretty and it's, uh, she liked the matte red paint that was on it. All right. There was also the um, Swedish car manufacturer that I can never pronounce the name of. It starts with a K. Koenigskug or something like that. I think I that's know. it. I'm an American and I can never pronounce it. <laughs> Another fast, basically, this is like the hypercar section. They had a bunch of what they call hypercars. It's faster than supercars. And um, they also had a supercar. They had like a Lamborghini Aventador. They had a McLaren, um, which isn't as fast. I don't remember the, the five. Oh, the McLaren. Yeah. And then. Another oh, this car is... I know about from Rocket League. Yeah. That's <laughs> Dude, actually. I bought the McLaren pack from Rocket League when it came yeah. out. And then there's also the Nissan uh, 400Z, which is not a supercar, but is a car that would be fun to drive and is affordable because mm. they're saying that you're going to get 400 horsepower for $40,000. Oh, that's really not bad. No, mm. it's not. And if you're young and you like power for cheap, like I do. Um, this well, what might... about torque for cheap? Uh, well, that's the thing is that I would love to drive a car like this, but the mileage is shit. And that's like the main. What is the MPG point. of that? I want to look it up. So I don't think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> MPG Nissan 400Z. And by the way, it is Nissan, not Nissan, but I saw it Nissan because when I, say, when I say Nissan, people look at me funny. So, okay, hold on. Yeah. It's a Japanese brand? Yes, it's Nissan. Nissan. Is it Nissan? It's Nissan. That Are you does sure? sound it's correct, Nissan. actually. Yeah. Nissan? Nissan or Nissan? All the British. Nissan. There's not a double S. So yeah, it's forty thousand. Well, British. It's forty thousand dollars. Four hundred horsepower Nissan. twin turbo V6 engine, so it's quick, and it gets twenty seven mpg. I mean, that's not horrible. It's not horrible, but that's what my SUV gets. It's not great, gets. but it's not horrible. No. So I'm gonna wrap up my uh, car show because really all we did was look at cars that people want to buy. Like Haley's parents were looking at BMWs, which they can't. They said they're not gonna buy because they can't afford it. Yeah. Haley really liked this blue BMW SUV here. I mean, it was a cool SUV. Okay. I looked at some Audis that were also cool, but Haley only got one picture of me awkwardly stepping out of it. <laughs> got an <laughs> A8 or an A7 anywhere in there? This is a. This is an A8 that I was in. Fair enough. So and it was about it was about seventy five grand. But it was also a, of course, when you go to the auto show, they never show you the budget model. They always show you the top, the top end, end model. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I did like about the Cleveland auto show specifically is they had price tags on all the vehicles. Yes. And if you I really remember that, you yeah. know what? If you really like the car, you can, you can buy it. No, there. you can yeah. buy it there. Yeah. You can walk up to the, the, the representatives and be like, I will buy this car today. And they will sell it to you. And they said, as soon as the auto show is over, you can come pick it up. Really? That's yes. crazy. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because there's actually... Could you drive it off the show floor? Or they no, they would have it ready for you at the nearest dealership. <laughs> They'll take it outside. Fair enough. So whenever... Uh, because we were rocking around, and the Civic that I sat in that I really liked had already been sold. <laughs> <laughs> it was this bright blue Civic that was a Civic Sport or whatever. But the problem is, I really liked it. But I'm going to let you guys a little That's secret. That's funny. I actually debated a Civic Sport when I was buying mm. the Corolla. I can't drive stick. Uh, and it was a I stick. really need to learn with stick attitude. a little bit better, Craig. So finally... Wait, so can no one here drive stick? I can't drive stick now. I can drive stick, I but I'll fuck your clutch. Wait, can you? I think that I've been around it enough to figure it out because my old tractor 
had a clutch, but I <laughs> I I personally don't have any experience in a, in a uh-huh. manual transmission. Vehicle. So the answer well, is if we, no. If I'm we a get in a zombie apocalypse I, situation, I am driving. Then. Let's hear oh, wait, it. You drive. You can drive stick. Absolutely. Okay. Ian's gonna lay it on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend Craig and I, my old boss. All um, right. We tried filming a YouTube video of me attempting to learn how to drive a stick shift car. Did Craig have a stick shift car? Yes, he does. He He's a most, he does. Must, Ford Mustang. Um, hey, that was my car. While well. he flew FPV from the front seat, hmm. and his kids <laughs> were shooting at the drone with a Nerf gun. Bro, what? And I think his daughter was flying a kite as well. So many layers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit show, uh, but it was great. How um, much clutch did you burn? Well, yeah. I forgot that the uh, the handbrake was on. Oh, oh solid, solid. So, Rookie mistake. Uh, there was a bit of a burning smell. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Whoops. It's that was, for that you. wasn't the clutch, at least. That was his brakes. <laughs> it built so, Yeah. I got it okay the first time when the uh, brake was down. But then you uh, pull the brake up and you try to go and it don't work too well. Ah, hard. chicky, chicky. Yeah. Mm. It's something I got to learn, though. I really want to learn how to drive a uh, manual vehicle at some point. It's kind of neat. I don't know how much more I'll use it aside from whenever I borrow my dad's car. It's right. useful if you buy oh, an your, exotic your car or a nice stick. car that's in a manual. But see, it's one of those things that but, it's like a dying yeah. breed. Like, what? The yeah, skill well, set. Even, even I suppose it does cost more to buy a manual vehicle at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and well, there's a yeah. few exceptions. I believe if like um, you can get a Toyota, uh, not Toyota, a N- Nissan Sentra cheaper if you, or it's either Sentra or the Versa. I think it was the Versa. Whatever the cheaper one is, you can get with a manual for $2,000 cheaper than you can with a... Um, That's funny. I think the Toyota Corolla was like $2,000 more if you want a manual. Because they want you to buy the sport model. And then also, even newer supercars don't have stick shift anymore. They have double clutch. I know they've got paddle shift. That's what they have. Yeah. Instead, so how a paddle shifter work? That is called a double clutch transmission. And the idea is, is that there's a, a um, solenoid in the transmission that shifts it faster than you ever could. If it was a stick. Fair enough. So all you have to do, there's no clutch. You just hold on to the gas and you just click, (laughs) click, click, click. So I really miss that. series of buttons that just automatically. My old car used to have the like sport mode where you could manually shift up and down, but I hated that it would automatically downshift for you at when you brake, like it, when you hit the brakes at the Kia at the Soul's stoplight. got that, yeah. Well, yeah, so it was a Kia I Optima. think they call it a transaxle or whatever. I don't know. They yeah, just call it sport know. mode. But I, I call I that a suggestion because the computer it. can do it at once. But at the same time, no, then it was no. like, it's barely even like... Well, I don't know if computer can fully do it at once. If you like just throw on the gas, it'll... Throw it'll, on the gas. And well, you would gear. you'd burn out your first gear. Like it didn't shift until you went up. Until but you went up, it would but shift down automatically. Down. I remember my dad annoying. referred to that as a slapstick, but I don't know if that's actually a proper term. <laughs> well, I what's good it that anyway. it shifted down though, wouldn't it be? What do you mean? It's good that when it shifts oh, down, yeah. like so, if you're stationary and you try to go into fourth well, gear, yeah, it's not so going to work. <laughs> I understand why it did it, but I guess the most annoying thing for me was that then I would I would shift down and then it would automatically shift down, so it would like skip and then it'd be super jittery every time I would go to stop. So mm, I had to I get see. out of that habit, but I it was see. still fun to play with because it was like interesting to that manu- makes more at sense. least have some manual control over your gears. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was more of a gimmick than anything. Oh, so also Jeep, both Jeep and Ford had these setups where you could get into one of their vehicles and they had an obstacle course. Oh, and you go on the track or whatever. Yeah. So those are cool. We did both Jeep and Ford's Ford was doing the new Bronco. Of course, Jeep does theirs all the time. They're kind of steep sometimes. They are dude. It looked when it was in that Jeep, man, it looked straight up. (laughs) You were looking straight up. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah, it was really cool. (laughs) I still would never buy a Jeep or a Bronco, but it was cool. So, um, finally, 
Haley has been wanting to buy a new car this year. She said mm. she wanted to buy a used car or a new car, whatever she can get for a reasonable price. Um, with the current situation, used car market, it is actually almost cheaper, not almost, but in some cases cheaper to buy a new car than it is to buy a used car. Um, and or it's a better value because you could spend $38,000 and get a used car. You could spend $38,000 and get a car with zero miles on it. So like, now that being said, there's dealer markups, there's a bunch of stuff, but if yeah. you can get the car at MSRP, just like if you can get the graphics card at MSRP, you're going to get a better deal. <laughs> so Haley wanted, and, and out of all the vehicles we looked at, all the vehicles, we haven't test driven any vehicles yet, but out of all of them, Haley liked the Chevy Equinox. It mm. is a compact, compact slash midsize. It's not like a midsize, but it's bigger than my Escape. Hmm. SUV, it gets better gas mileage than my SUV does. It, this thing was loaded. And honestly, I would, I, I, I told her I would help her pay for it because I would want her to buy this exact, you want it to. I want this exact <laughs> SUV that we go. tried out. Does it have the umbrellas in the doors? It doesn't have that. The only Rolls has those. What? Rolls it, Royce has a patent on that. You're not allowed to do that in any other car. Well, the Tesla Model X does it. Does it? Do they? Yeah, for sure. Maybe the patent expired, but for a while, nobody else was allowed to do huh. that. Um, either, either the patent expired or they do it slightly differently way around it. Uh, well, something like that. But yeah, so this car was loaded. It had the sat nav, it had Android Auto, which Android Auto is like standard at every car now, at pretty point, much. Yeah. Yeah. But like, is it wireless Android Auto? It was wireless Android <laughs> Auto. Um, it had an optional, but I don't think it was installed, wireless charging pad in the car. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I think one or two of the Honda cars I looked at when I was buying my car had that. I think yeah. it was the Civic. It was honest. really cool. It was a really cool concept. It had the wireless Android Auto. It yeah, had wireless charging so inefficient. Heated and cooled front seats. Right. Heated mm. and cooled rear seats, which her oh, okay. and I. Now that's nice. That's Now that's her and I there. said we wouldn't buy that. We would we would take that option off because well, your option, kids do you don't think? deserve heated seats. No. Cuz cuz when we own you're this car the back thing. and you're going to be pleased about it. <laughs> <laughs> um we it had like all of the fun options and of course like when you buy these cars you get like a year of Sirius XM or whatever, but I wouldn't use <laughs> I them. remember that. I use, they called me Ion on the oh, Spotify. It's like Spotify but with more ads. No, there's no ads on no, Sirius. No ads cuz you got to yeah, pay for there it. Are. You got to pay for it and you still get ads. Really? You guys use Sirius in the last 10 years? No. I've never used yeah, it. Yeah, it used to be I've like, never heard we don't use ads because you pay for it. And then they were like, well, maybe a little ads. And now it's like basically as much as radio. Ads or like no, no, now it's on this on par with radio. You get oh. the same well, this, amount of ads. This also had the okay. HD radio well, in it. Then. So if we didn't, we want to just get free radio with ads, we can just use the FM HD radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, this also had all-wheel drive, which is something that I... My car doesn't have to have, nice but Haley have. said she wants to car. It's a nice to have, not a need. It had a sunroof. Again, something that is cool, but I'd never use it. Yeah, <laughs> if you're somewhere with like winter and or snow, I think yeah. four-wheel drive is good. It is good, but my car doesn't have it. And I'm when you're off roading, brother. Off roading, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's four-wheel drive up, ups the cost of your car. Right. Like just inherent insurance. Well, it's a more more complex mechanical design. So. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Cleveland Auto Show was cool to go to, especially since Haley and I were kind of shopping around because yeah. and I both kind of want to buy new cars soon, TM. <laughs> um, she, which by the way, we went over to the trucks and I wasn't interested in the trucks and she immediately climbed into this fucking $70,000 Ram. Woo! My girlfriend likes trucks more than I do. Yeah. It's kind of funny. You're darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. <laughs> she, but yeah, we were just looking at these cars. They're cool. They're nice. Um... Of course, I loved the freaking C8 Corvette. It cost $75,000 plus $100,000 dealer markup because nice. fuck you. Yeah. Um, I like how electric the Hummer looks. I do like the look of the Hummer. <laughs> yeah. The Hummer is really cool. I, think, I still think out of all of the electric vehicles there, 
which I guess was the main reason I wanted to talk about it on this podcast, mm-hmm. was the electric vehicles. And I'm going to tangent on other car stuff. Yeah, well. But about all the electric vehicles, I think the F-150 looks the most not ridiculous. <laughs> that's good. And the reason why is because it just kind of looks like an F-150 with an extra light bar attached to there it. And that's what they were going for. And from a looks perspective, that's kind of what I would want. Got to use up all that electricity. Okay, the Mustang Mach-E... It looks more like a Mustang that does like a fancy schmancy electric car. I'm going to find it. I'll show you what it looks like on the front end. Yeah, right here. It just looks like a Mustang, but it's a hatchback. And huh. okay, I I know for a fact, you got, if there is anyone watching this in the comments, y'all are going to fight about how this isn't the Mustang. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get it. That's a Mustang logo. But No, I, it's not a Mustang. I get it. But <laughs> from a... Uh, a tech guy perspective, I would still want this car because of the technology that's inside of it. And because it is all electric, that's something that I, I honestly have debated instead of buying a new car this year, saving that money for something else and waiting until I can afford a fully electric vehicle. And I think that would be the more practical option because I don't know the technology and some of that stuff terrifies me. It does. But at the same time, I like the idea of having little to no maintenance on my vehicle. I like the idea of only having to replace tires and brakes. I like the idea of only of not having to go to the gas station. I can just plug the car. And when I get home, like my phone, I like, and there's all these other, and most like 24 hours for a full charge though. It's a long time. These are not. And also Ford recently. What is the mileage though? That's sort of something you got to debate, right? Because you get a $5,000 electric car, but your mileage is like 25 miles per charge and it's useless. So the EPA came out with the standard, what they call MPGE, which stands for MPG equivalent, which is their their measurement for the equivalent amount of MPG this car would get if it was an internal combustion engine. I don't care about that though. It's useless. Miles per charge. Charge is what actually matters. That, yeah, that's so like the, the, charge capacity, the Mustang right? Mach E gets like around ninety to one hundred and one. The at worst it gets eighty two. But that's but if can you, you give me eighty two miles, miles per, per charge. charge? Miles I don't per care charge? About no, no, no. Miles per that's gallon. MPGE. That's charge. how much. Okay, so yeah, MPGE. I think we agree is a pretty useless metric. It is useless. Well, well, it's not useless because things. it shows you how much you would pay probably based on how much. Perhaps, but I think when you buy an electric vehicle, you already are kind of accepting that you're avoiding. Avoiding the whole so gasoline the must- in general, like that whole schema, right? Like it's a completely different charge, experience, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but the so question was like, how much would you end up paying for? Is it as I guess that's, but I mean, I guess when we're thinking like in terms of taking a road, but that's trip, like right? absolutely mm-hmm. like yeah. maximum possible. Realistically, you're gonna get about 380. Okay, so 314. 314 is what the average. That's 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 what the EPA price is correct at 4500. Okay, so first of all, of course, because this is what is it business. Oh, zero to 60. Yeah, okay. zero to 60. Right. Zero to 60. Another so realistically, useless metric, but whatever. $44,000. It makes you feel better to it. The Mustang Mach-E base model only gets 230 miles on a charge yeah, for the $43,000. Okay. Isn't that pretty close to Tesla? Though? But is, here's, that is I mean, the way I see that, it was All like, right, fair enough. when you think about anything you have to do in one day, how other than a road be? trip, right? I got to, you know, run my errands. I got to go to work. Like 230 miles is more than enough. Exactly. That's my logic. I don't, yeah. you charge I, it every night, right? Exactly. I don't see myself using, and like, hey, like my girlfriend loves to road trip. She, okay. Haley likes to road trip, sure. but I told her, okay. See, that's your problem. Then, then we well, won't Then we won't take my car, is what right. I tell her. That's Fair my enough. solution. Take a train, take a plane, take anything else. Well, no, <laughs> she wants- to gas take, car. Or, take her car. Or, take, yeah, or a, yeah. Take a gas car. And she said she would, she said in her opinion, she would rather me buy a hybrid vehicle than buy an all-electric vehicle. I mean, mm. I see it. The hybrid gets like Something 55 miles because to the gallon, she said, and you can fuel up at the pump. Exactly. That right. was her There's logic. the argument. Her logic was, okay, you're going to save at the pump still, right. and you're going to be able to live your techie 
joyfulness. <laughs> right. Because she's not, she, oh my, she's such her dad's Your electric kid. wet dream has been fulfilled. Oh, your Discord's <laughs> grown up again? Yeah. Oh, nice. man. Um, I feel like that's got to be the Wi-Fi, but we'll move on. But anyway, yeah. But I, I want electric car. I would like to, I and I here's the thing, okay? Tesla's doing good things in the industry. Well, there's yeah. a few, there's many yeah. bad, there's many bad things. There are doing. some good things coming from Tesla. Yes. Yes, there are <laughs> some good things coming from Tesla. But I am not a Tesla fanboy. I originally wanted a Tesla when I first went in, when I first heard about electric cars and Tesla was like the only player. I'm like, oh my God, I want a Tesla. Now that Ford, Chevy and all the other major manufacturers mm -hmm. are coming out with electric cars. I think I would stick with one of the big, either right. the big three American or even like Honda or Hyundai or whatever. Mm -hmm. I would rather go and get a car from a manufacturer who has the resources to dedicate to the vehicle itself. Right. Because frankly, Tesla, all they care about is their image. It seems well, what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Ford cares. Well, okay. Ford also cares about their shareholders. And so does Tesla because Tesla is the most overvalued company in the world. Change my mind. I won't. <laughs> I will not change your mind. I, I won't try. right now. Out of the four of us, <laughs> I am definitely the Tesla fanboy. You are the Tesla fanboy of the group. However, if I go out and buy a Mustang Mach-E, it's still an all-electric vehicle. It still has a lot of technology behind it. It's going to do what I want it to do. This I would much rather have one of those, like either a hybrid vehicle or one of like the low, like a Chevy, Chevy, what was it? Bolt or Volt? What the hell is the one they're Volt? selling these days? They're selling the Bolt, which is all electric these days. When I think of what I would want to be like a useful vehicle, and this is coming from someone, from the perspective of someone who has uh, not bought a vehicle from this decade or the previous one. Like everything I'm driving so is you drive, ancient. You, you drive a what two thousand something Accord? I downgraded when I when my somebody rammed into the back of my car and totaled my vehicle. Uh, my 09 Kia Optima. I downgraded to an 07 Honda Accord. So I have not driven a vehicle with any of the modern features that anyone's used to. I've Although never had a lot seat of the modern heaters. features can be swapped out with your radio. I know, but like you can't put a seat heater in one of those. You know what I'm saying? I'm just well, thinking like the silly stuff. Like I, I still got one of those. Uh, I couldn't believe how many. Vehicles still have the VFDs as their infotainment display system. Like I look at a VFD and I just think of how ancient what is it VFD is. again? A vacuum fluorescent display as opposed to the LCD. So my car is an LED matrix. Well, anyway, I guess my point being that I'm used to driving old vehicles and I'm thinking that if I were ever to finally get a new-ish vehicle, I would want to go for something hybrid or electric, but I mean, Tesla wouldn't be on my list or even. So you would be like me. You would rather get like Ford or Chevy. I would want to get the budget electric vehicle. I would want to get something so affordable. The Nissan Leaf. Yeah, sure. I would want to get something affordable. I would want to get something that fits in with my like schema for driving X miles per day. I don't ever drive more than 50 miles per day in general. Like maybe on occasion I will, but I would think something with 200 mile range per charge is 100% reasonable. So and I'm you know, being less than twenty thousand dollars would be like ideal. I, I mean, I can't afford the other stuff, you know. So I'm gonna wrap up this topic. Sure. However, I'm gonna comment on your budget electric car. Right. I was actually looking forward to going to Nissan and oh. looking at the Nissan Leaf. Okay. That they didn't have at the auto show. Ah. And I I, I was wondering why, and the reason why is because they haven't updated the car in three years. So <laughs> yeah. they they're like, okay. you know what, we're not gonna. There's not any new tech to show, so we're not gonna show it. Okay. But. And Nissan Leaf is a car I actually looked into and actually considered for my next vehicle because mm -hmm. it gets 250 something miles, I think, mm -hmm. for the range, which is more than enough for my daily commute of zero. Sure. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> All right. Isn't that technically wrong, though? Because you're going to school. I'm going to school now, but I won't be going to school after I get my degree. 
So oh, after I get my degree, hope? I hope. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that I'm going to get like a WeWork or get like a shared office space until I get my home office built up and then I'm not going to bother. Um, and then my daily commute will be to the grocery store or to the coffee shop mm-hmm. or whatever. I suppose it does definitely make a lot more sense for an electric car or something at that point. Yeah, but and still, it also makes more sense I mean, for me to leave. it depends on where you live, right? right. Yeah. I don't know. There's always the argument. I live in the like, boonies. I mean, anyone can buy an electric car. They're coming down. They're more affordable, but you're never going to find a road trippable electric car for $5,000. Well, I think that's your definition of road trippable. I can buy a Toyota Corolla from 1995 for $5,000 that still works. I can fill it up at the pump and get 300 some miles to the tank. But for $5,000, I'm getting 40 miles to the tank for or it, charge for an electric vehicle. It just doesn't make sense so at the low end. I will consider an electric vehicle road trippable when I can top the vehicle, when I can go from a 0% charge to 100% charge in under 10 minutes. Yeah, I think what you're saying I mean, is that I just the infrastructure the isn't there. Sort of getting there, but that's yeah, what the you're infrastructure is not the there. Infrastructure. It's right. still a half hour for a full I charge think, though, isn't it? I th- no, Tesla? for a Tesla, it's like 80 minutes. 80 minutes? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. lot. It depends so on not, it depends it, on what model you have yeah, and so also what pump you're at. It's not a 1C charge rate. Yeah, so the I was looking into this electric charge. I thought it was stuff. way faster. I thought it was like a half hour. Like I said, it depends on the model. It depends on the model. Porsche. Oh, Porsche has some fan. That's the other reason why I was looking at the Porsche has an electric car that can go from a zero percent charge to a fully charged in five minutes. Okay. Well, yeah. What, what? What's the battery like capacity? Five kilowatt hour? Oh, uh, it's hour? more than that because the car went four hundred miles on a charge. Woo! Oh. Okay. That's pretty wild. That's now a this, lot of energy. This was a prototype. That's a, that is a lot. That's but a lot of also, pixies you're pushing around. Also, that's a huge charge rate. And the problem there is the battery significantly faster right. cell degradation. Porsche yeah. straight up said yep. we don't recommend doing this unless you're road tripping. I mean, isn't More that yeah. like uh, isn't that every, what they say about fast charging? I'd your phone? even say only yeah. emergency, not even road trip. Because that's such a huge wear on the cells. But people say it that depends. in general, right? Are you renting your V? Ve- are you like, you know, <laughs> are, you, are you leasing this car? Yeah. Or are you buying it? Who, whose problem is I, it? Yours or the, or the company? True. Or the yeah. next owners. <laughs> and also the environment, I guess, mm-hmm. if you care about that. Rip the well, environment. Yeah. Rip. All like right. Every single way is still dirty. But right? yeah, I like, I, I am looking forward to the future of vehicles. I'm yes. looking forward to owning an electric car in the future. I'm still like on the fence on if... I want to buy a new car this year, or if I want to just wait another year yeah. or two and get an electric car, I really am. If you did buy a car this year, what do you do with your current car? I would probably keep it, actually. You could probably sell it for a lot of money. I could. If it still runs, apparently, yeah, like, point, oh that's what, it's that's cosmetically what fucked, though. My car well, looks like but ass. But see, that's the thing is, like, what, what apparently is happening now, and this is what I've understood just from, like, just, you know, forums and exchanges with people online and, in general, people talking about, like, the supply chain issues. Of course, we haven't ex- escaped the supply chain issues. It will it not won't, go it'll away. It'll be a while. What apparently is happening with a lot of people is they'll go out to the dealership and they'll say, hey, I want this brand new, you know, 2022, whatever the hell it is. And they'll say, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any of those. Uh, we actually don't have anything. Uh, but you'll be lucky if you can find that 07 Accord off the lot for like $9,000 with 150,000 miles on it. And then that's kind of like the baseline people are using. So now like used cars that you could have bought for three or $4,000 10 years ago, will now be selling for like nine or $10,000 just because there's such a limited supply with every, they can't make new cars because God forbid you have one chip in the stereo that you can't source anymore. So now you can't sell that whole like package, that whole um, option in your vehicle. So, I mean, just how much the supply chain cripples everything else in the automotive market. It seems like that's how people are saying like, 
getting any kind of vehicle right now is a real challenge. So a lot of car manufacturers are allowing you to order the car directly off their website. It'll be shipped to a dealer and the dealer, you can go to the dealer and pick it up and for a minimal dealer markup. Well, what kind oh. of like times oh, are Oh wait, they you order it off their website and the dealer has their own markup that they, they apply can, to? They nice. can, but if then you can also just go to the dealer and, and you can call the dealer and say, you mark this up, I'm not fucking buying but it. But what, what is a lead time like that for? I mean, are we talking months, oh, weeks, days? Oh my God. Years? Yeah, <laughs> well, 52 weeks for your Well, I mean, project. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I was looking at the Mach-E, okay. Mustang Mach-E, 28 weeks. Okay, okay. so what bad. is that, half a year? Half a year, okay. six okay. months Years of lead time. Sure. The Ford uh, Maverick, which was the other vehicle I was looking uh -huh. into, um, they said they might not have any until early next year. Oh my oh God. Boy. Um, yeah, exactly. right. Ford F-150 Lightning, another vehicle that I'm very interested in, which as you can tell, I am a Ford and or Honda person. Um, <laughs> okay. But the Ford F-150 Lightning, they're saying 2024? Oh, oh my God. God. It's ridiculous. So it sounds like all it's those cars at that car show got sold, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, I right. Think they, they got well, that's the thing. At the, at the car show, you paid sticker price. Well, yeah. Well, for the one model. sticker price if you're buying online anyway, right? For the there floor model. Really room to make a deal. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, so, for example, if I, I told Haley, like, if we had the down payment, I would have bought that SUV that day. Mm -hmm. like, if we had the down payment and we had the means to pay, to pay it, no problem, I would have bought that SUV off the auto show floor. That SUV was what she wanted. I thought it was a very nice vehicle. We agreed that if we're both paying for it, we're going to share the vehicle because I, like, Realistically, I'm going to be working from home anyway, so why do I need a nice, nice car? You probably Initially, don't. I really don't. There you go. You get away with the car. If I have the have. money, if I have the money, I would <laughs> like to have a nice car. But if yeah. I don't have the money, I'm not going to fight it because, frankly, I work from home most of the time. Yeah. Getting back to last episode. Yeah, that's what, where I am is I'm like, I could buy, like, a Tesla, which is what I would personally buy. It is sort of sad, right? Because I bought a brand new car with the <laughs> expectation of going into work every day. And then COVID oh, happened geez. and I worked from home. Basically the entire time. So now what's funny is I'm so, kind of in that point where know. living well, whatever. out. Whatever, I got an open pilot car. It's cool. Yeah, and See, it'll last a while, so. So living out in the boonies now, or at least moving out into the boonies, now I'm in that point where I'm like, well, it's nice having a, like, dirt cheap used car that's had, you know, ex-previous owners and, like, barely functions, but it's got, you know, six-digit mileage. But now I'm at that point where, like, well, if I want to just move, like, any equipment or furniture or anything... I would much rather have a truck just like everyone else out in the yeah. middle of nowheresville <laughs> in my county. It's almost like there's a reason so they have like, trucks. They all have trucks because they need them. And I'm like, well, if I were to get a new car, I'd probably want something with some space. So like a truck would be useful, but they get, you know, dog shit mileage typically. But it's the so boonies. It's like, you should be close with your neighbors. You just borrow your neighbor's Well, truck. yeah, well. I, we have a friend. They're not owns, always so friendly. I don't we know. have a friend yeah, who owns a pickup fair, truck. He'd be willing to let you borrow it at least. Well, that's, I guess, kind of where I'm at now. It's like, well, if I were to get a newer vehicle, maybe a truck would be worth considering, but these trucks don't have great mileage, so. Maybe an electric truck would have good mileage. I don't know. Something to think about. The problem is the Ford F one fifty Lightning. I think it is a badass vehicle, and I would love to own one. It's very expensive. Yeah, I know. How that's, bad? That's what. Um, the base model starts at about forty. Forty k. I mean, that's ten only times two more than the value of my car. See, that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound bad, right? Well, yeah, then that doesn't real, sound bad for the but base then you, model. That is, but I don't know what that is in so terms the, of feature set and all that. So. Basically, the feature set is the bare minimum for 2022. Now, if you want any more than that, you're going to have, you're looking at, they go from $40,000 for the base model to the XLT cost 60. The next one up, they add twenty. The next one up is another Toyota Corolla. Oh my God. It's another Toyota Corolla in price. 
And then the model that's like a 2021, 2022. And then the model that I would buy is getting close to 75K. Isn't that basically a Tesla at that point? Basically a house. That's a Tesla Tesla Model S is what that is. However, however, you're getting, you get a bed, you get roughly the same range. You get the fact that um, it's not coming from a company that spies on you all the time. You're <laughs> is that even true, though? I'm not sure. I, I actually that. don't know. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But I, I don't know. So. I'm not the biggest fan of Tesla. I think that, again, they're doing great things, but I would never personally own one because they also have They a lot do of, cool stuff. It's awesome. They have to quality purchase control a car, issues. They do. But to purchase a car, they'll go that fast, that quickly. is really cool. Yeah. I don't know. They it's are sort fun. of boring, though. I sort of agree with that sentence, but it's boring. <laughs> All right, so shifting topics off of vehicles. Okay. Shifting topics off of other things you own, though. I guess that is your relation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex, you wanted to talk about portable computers, laptops, tablets, netbooks, et cetera. So I want to know what what you want to talk about about related to that. So what I'm curious about, and this is something that I've started to realize uh, as I started joining in the working world with everybody else, there's kind of a division in the workforce these days with people who either... 100%, they take all their notes, they do all their like uh, meetings, they do all their planning, everything on paper. And then there's the other group of people who have been like, all right, I'm gonna use my iPad, I'm gonna use my phone, I'm gonna use my tablet for everything. And then they look at people like me who still use paper, if I've revealed my uh, own, you know, (laughs) uh, kind of idea behind this. And they look at people like me, like like cavemen banging rocks together, still using paper (laughs) to do all their planning and everything. So what I'm curious about, and this is something I've been talking about for years, I've always wanted to have something I could, like one electronic device that I could do my planning, I could do my scheduling, I could do like my calendars, my meetings, my appointments, my everything like that, all in one central location and access it from other places. But every single year- That sounds like an iPad to me. Well, yeah, but but I also want something that I could type on, that I could use my, you know, access my email more friendly. I, I'm not a big Apple guy just because I look yeah. at the price tag and I'm like, ugh. But I, I like using my phone for things it like this. It still sounds like an iPad. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like an iPad. Yeah. I, see, okay. Or so, you could get a Surface tablet. See, nah. ultimately, <laughs> and the way I look at it is like, if I were to get another device, I would want something that I have full access over. And that's yeah, what I'm that's, thinking. I want access to a file system, which Apple doesn't give you. Uh, what, the, so the, the new Pine iPads do, tablet actually. tablet or whatever? The Pine phone tablet thing? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. We're not I, giving I'm him not, the okay, so tablet. I'm not, okay. So I got to say, I don't have a lot of experience in this department. So I don't really know what options are available. I haven't done my research. But what I almost think I would prefer, and again, my laptop, the laptop I currently own is 12 years old and cannot oh, wow. run Windows anymore. It's so old that I had to put Linux on it because it could not install well, Windows. Well, it'll run Windows 7. It did but... not run. I tried to install it and it was like, it took five plus minutes to boot and just shit the bed. So, I mean, wow. we're at that point where just like this hardware is so antiquated that it's useless, which is unfortunate, but... I mean, I, yeah, so I have a Linux installation on there that's lightweight enough to boot in a couple minutes and still run, but I mean, it's pitiful to use when I compare it to anything else. I have an SSD in my uh, current uh, gaming PC, if you will, and I have an SSD in my work laptop, so when I go back to something that's a hard drive-based uh, Oh, laptop, it's painfully slow. It's painfully slow, and on top of that, it's ancient. I mean, it, it has, I think, like four gigabytes of, no, three gigabytes of RAM, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, if I want the uh, like nostalgia of old hardware, sure, I can use my laptop. But I don't want that. I want something fast and responsive that I can do my planning, my daily, you know, scheduling, all that kind of stuff from. But um, 
As of iPad OS 13, they've had a file system now. That's that really interesting because I, I always remember feature. they were so against that. Yep, and I had were. to get third-party apps. I remember when I jailbroke I, was my it, iPad. Was it iFile? iFile was, like was jailbroken. Tweet? You needed yeah. to get Cydia for that. And I still have that on my iPod. Oh, I haven't upgraded the firmware <laughs> on that in seven years. Um, Not like you can anyway at this point. Right. Yeah, they, I'm sure they don't support it anymore. It depends on what iPod it is, but I think uh, the like, fifth generation touch. I own a second gen, and I think the maximum <laughs> firmware you can put on is like 4.1.2 oh. or something. Like, I'm really ancient. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's iOS 7 or 8. Like okay, well, then you're lucky old. in that regard. Um, yeah. So, anyway, but th- I guess that's where I'm at, where I prefer, like, the touch interface for things, but I also like the mouse and keyboard interface. I want it, like, I want a laptop, basically, that I can also use as a tablet. And I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from, because I, like I said, I love touch screens. I think touch screens are great, but I also like the ability to just log in a, a keyboard or have a keyboard present and be able to do things like type a lot or interface like a computer, have a file system, be able to access my web server, you know, use whatever protocols to do my stuff. Like I, I'm wondering what you guys use. I mean, clearly you guys all have your own laptops in front of you. This is my work laptop. I don't, I don't have a personal like device like this. So I'm wondering what you guys use. So, um, if I were now, I'm not a big touchscreen person. I'm not a big note taker. Like sure. you do. If I do take notes, I prefer to type them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went out of my way to not buy the touchscreen model of my XPS 13. However, I considered for a while buying the XPS 13 two-in-one where this would fold behind itself and turn itself yes. into a 13-inch tablet. Right. And it had Windows Ink support, which means you could get like a really nice right. pen so mm-hmm. you could write stuff on it with really good palm rejection and all this other stuff. Right. And you could basically have a modern netbook slash notebook laptop mm-hmm. that you could write on. You could do all this other fancy stuff on. Another thing I consider doing, and I might do it as a casual coders project or just as a personal project of mine, I would like to go and buy a used Microsoft Surface tablet and put mm. Linux on it and see what the yes, Linux yes, yes, see, yes. see what the Linux experience is like on like a used second or third gen, um, not bottom of the barrel, but also not top end Surface tablet. Well, but is the hardware supported in Linux? That's, that's like one yes. thing that's okay. So the Surface Go, which is the one that I was okay. looking at because they're the cheap. You can get them for like a hundred bucks used. Okay. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. And doesn't the Surface Go not actually run Windows? It does. The Surface Go actually does it run Windows 10 S or whatever. No, it runs, it runs full no? fat Windows 10. What? I don't know. I don't know. And one of our friends actually bought this Linux, this uh, Surface tablet and you could not install an application on it that was not so Windows 10 S can be okay, deactivated so yes, and Windows turned into Windows but you 10. That, that's the newer version, but the it old requires a Microsoft account to do that. By the way, the yeah, old, but the older version wouldn't let you like before Windows 10 S. They had an equivalent of Windows 10 S. Yeah, that was Windows you, RT. I'm unaware. Of yeah, that. Windows RT. Windows RT is what Windows it was RT is crap. <laughs> so Windows 10. So make sure you don't get a Windows RT. Don't get Windows RT. So Windows 10 S you could transition over to. The the whole thing with Windows RT is that it was ARM-based, while Windows 10 S is x86-based. Interesting. So the Surface Go runs a full-fat x86 processor. Um, It is not a super powerful x86 processor. Mm -hmm. It is two cores, four threads. It's a Pentium processor. Mm -hmm. Um, It has four to eight gigs of RAM, depending on which model you get. Mm -hmm. And it's not... It wouldn't be my primary device. However, if I needed to code on it, it had enough horsepower that I probably there could. It comes with a surface. It comes with like a, a detachable keyboard. So you could attach the keyboard, fold it over, mm-hmm. and then there you go. You got your little tab. And it had a window, a pen you could use. So do you, now you mentioned that having that like two in one where you can fold it all the way around mm-hmm. and like write on it. I've seen those, but I've never used them. Have you ever, do you have any experience yeah, so using Yeah, so Haley actually, she went on her her parents when she bought 
her laptop for, and she went shopping. They actually sure. went out of their way to find her a laptop that folded over and had a Windows oh, yeah. ink pen. She could physically write notes into her laptop. Interesting. And they're really nice. And I see them all the time on campus. Yeah, now. just don't get a first generation one because some of the first ones had problems with their hinges. Uh, but since then, they've gotten better, much better. Okay. Now, I design. personally, I'm can, and now the XPS 15, they don't make a two in one for. Mm-hmm. But if I were to go and buy another XPS 13, I would probably go and buy the two in one. Interesting. And the reason why is because of that hinge where you could flip it over and grab a pen and write on it. See, that's what I think is great. Now, I just recently, again, like against my will, I've mentioned it before, I I got a a free upgrade uh, for my uh, phone and got the Samsung Galaxy Note 9, which, again, it was a gimmick to me to have a stylus, but the more I've used it, I realized the palm rejection that is great. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, if you're writing on the phone, you cannot accidentally yeah. type anything with your hmm. phone. And I've actually considered going to get a Samsung S22 Ultra because I want to get a phone with a stylus. Right, and I think that's wonderful. Like, in my experience, I've used that Note app, and I think, wow, if they were all like this, maybe this would be worthwhile. Windows Ink is actually surprisingly good. So I know okay. you're more of a Windows guy than a Mac guy, so yeah. I think that you would probably, like, utilize the Windows Ink quite heavily. And the pens are not that expensive, like 50 sure. bucks. They're okay. not like the Apple Pencils, like 130 yeah. for Holy. something that doesn't that isn't even powered. Now, ultimately, I guess what I am is I'm a power user, and I think that's where I start well, to draw the line with Apple. Is like they don't seem to support. Um, here's the thing: all mentality. the we- all of the developers I know run Macs are the well, people I talk to frequently. Really? But see, Macs. how much control do you have of the OS? Because I mean, I still have my iPod for seven years, and I don't dislike. These are the also, to the, but these are the also thing. the people who make enough money that they end up upgrading their laptop every year anyway because okay. they want to. Well, That's ridiculous. To I me. like I to try that. to get the most mileage out of my devices, which is why I still use my ancient device and it still works. And if that's how you are, that's fine. In that case, well, I would recommend going and buying not an Apple device and buying like a Windows laptop, like a nice XPS 13 2-in-1. Mm-hmm. So in a decade, you can switch it over to Linux sure. and still be able to nice. use it yes. reasonably. I mean, that's why I still got my laptop dude, running is because it has Dell Linux on it. has the best OEM Linux support that I have found hmm. i had no external drivers is that true when you add framework to the mix no uh, framework doesn't have a two-in-one device uh, fair enough so if i had known about framework when i was shopping for this laptop you're definitely paying a premium depending on my but... situation i might have bought the framework but i had a friend who worked for a subsidiary of dell at the time mm. and i got 400 dollars off this laptop oh, so this is yeah. this is the, that's a pretty hefty discount this is I gotta the 1500 model i got it for 1100 dollars after tax so uh, like yeah, i got quite bad. the discount for but this it laptop. also doesn't have a gpu right so that's still a lot of no money but they don't make gpus GPU-less. in the xps laptops yeah they, they do that's not the 13. Not the 13, yeah. Which honestly... Right, because doesn't that laptop that you've got... That has like a 2060, have a 2060 in, it. in it. It does. And yeah. the new ones have a 3060 in it. Yeah, the, the, the XPS... <laughs> that is a lot of power for a laptop. The XPS 15 I was looking at has a 3050 in it. 3050, yeah. Yeah, so it is a 3050. But they're going to be upgrading soon. They're going to be refreshing to the 12th gen Intel chips. And I want to wait for them to do the refresh and see the review on the refresh before I go out and buy another one. Ooh, this has... Uh, Intel UHD graphics 630. Oh man, that sounds like the same graphics. That's really funny because there's literally a sticker on your laptop that says uh, NVIDIA GeForce GTX. I, I stole that sticker from my friend's gaming laptop. Oh, that's, that's so good. <laughs> oh, man. He thought it was funny. That's yeah. good. No wonder. Actually, I was surprised at how like well this, this laptop runs games. 
I was, like, legit surprised. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't expect it to be that good because it's just an i7. Well, but... you know, there's a company called GDP that likes to make these weird console... Yeah. Like, they made the them. Steam Deck before the Steam Deck was cool, and they put Intel sure. XE chips in them. Yeah, sure. And they run fine. Right. Uh, to answer, Ian, one of your questions earlier as to why do you get a new laptop every year? Yeah. And that's that... Um, you want to feel cool? You the company really pays be... for it. That's the first <laughs> oh, okay. reason. Yeah, but I the second that's... reason is, yeah. depending on what you're doing you will probably save that much money just in compile times. Huh. Interesting. Which is really ridiculous to think about. But if the company is paying me for the compile times anyway, I'm not sure I'm saving the money. Maybe the you, company But is if you're self-employed money. like me, you do care. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Or a startup employed, you do care. Huh. Yeah, so if you're self-care, you, though, then they, you should they care. They pay you salaried wage, right? They do, but I'm legally a contractor. All right, fair enough. Um, but Which also means I can so, go get other jobs. So, Alex, I want to tell you a story. All right. All right. Lay it on me. Is this related to the topic at hand? Sure. Yes, it's very related because he is asking for what devices to buy. So, once upon a time, there were two roomies that are going to college, right? All right. And roomie number one, which is myself, decided okay. I'm going, I have the same thing as you, right? I don't want to be a caveman anymore. I think you're a caveman now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Banging rocks together using paper for exactly. all my notes in every meeting. Yep. You're, you're literally holding a rock or a graphite and you're banging it against a tree. You know? Yes. Like, graphite. Oh I bought God. a paper planner every single year and I'm like, this is the last year I do this. And then I keep doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it takes kind of a lot. Like when yeah. you. So what, what I did. are 20 bucks. <laughs> Laptops are more than that. That's true. But ever since I did this, I've not bought one. So I saved $20 every. All right, all right. Three times a semester sure. or whatever. Three times oh. a year. Um, I bought myself a high-powered laptop, and I bought myself a uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. I've gone through several generations before this of trying to switch, and I never ended up successfully sure. switching until this time. Okay. And ever since then, I've used my iPad consistently. Interesting. My roommate saw this and saw me digitally taking notes because one thing in, in college, especially in engineering, right. you have pages and pages and pages of homework that you have to do. Oh, sure. Yeah. One line to another, especially like in electronics, these mm-hmm. these equations that you're copying from line to line are like 20 inches long, you know? Don't bring those memories back, please. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I'm bringing them out. <laughs> one of the reasons I'm bringing this memory back is because I did that on my iPad. Sure. From line to line, mm-hmm. I actually just copied and pasted them. Oh, and then nice. I would just like change and do like my step. And then I could copy and paste it or whatever. Hmm. And then other places, like you would do something and then you have to like make it work, right? right. Versus on my iPad, I can literally move it, you know? And hmm. I've gotten so used to it now that if I ever go to a normal piece of paper, I will sometimes catch myself like writing something and then wanting to move it. Bruh. And I get to the wanting to move it. And I'm Bruh. like, that's no. not how this works. Oh, so, I no. my, so, so I used to do my homework with a uh, Wacom tablet. Oh, I remember um, this. In Photoshop, right? In class. No, not in <laughs> class. But oh my God, there have been times like, you know, where you were sitting and taking an exam. And it's like, you know, I really wish that I could just like select this and move it over here. And, uh, yep, exactly. Yeah. It, uh, That's what you did. Uh, it's so useful. I wish. I wish I could do that on a real piece of paper. <laughs> Me no. too. Yeah. I mean, without a glue stick or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Cut it but, out, move it on the exam. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. be- because that is super advantageous, my uh, roommate at the time, who also was in engineering and had to do these really long complex equations or whatever, saw that and was like, dude, I want to try that. Mm-hmm. So he's, his solution was to get one of the Lenovo Fold laptops. Oh. And in, with the, I think it's called the Lenovo Yoga with yeah, one of their, their pens with palm rejection. And he tried it for a little bit, but after a while, it's just the palm rejection. It was a combination between the palm rejection not being quite good enough 
And also the fact that Windows is so finicky oftentimes that it ended up becoming super duper annoying to him. And then it was so annoying that he ended up only using it as an actual laptop and he huh. went back to using pencil and paper like a caveman. Interesting. And ever since he's only used pencil and paper. I think ultimately so, that's my fear is that I'll, I'll get something and I'll be like, oh great, I'm going to change my way of life and I'm going to do everything on this new device and then I'll just go full caveman mode and be like, nah, this isn't my planner. This isn't my notebook. I need yeah. to go back to it. Yeah, but I mean, I will say though, with me and my iPad, it did still take quite a lot of mm. learning to do something because the problem is like if you have a piece of paper you already know what your solutions are right like you run a piece of paper you know okay i can go and like buy flip more paper page. or flip a page you right. know i need to turn this in okay i can tear this out of this notebook if you want right. to do something that you don't want to tear the pages out or whatever i guess you could technically photocopy Scan it or something it, or yeah whatever yeah. um but when you're fully digital and you need to turn in a physical piece of paper you're like what do i do okay i need to print this out and then let's say you're on an ipad how do i print out this thing and oh then air print and be like, yeah, how <laughs> does printing on an Apple product work? Actually, I it was surprisingly seamless. I have not used I that. When I remember I had an iPhone, the printing was surprisingly seamless. I didn't even have to install like an HP app like oh, I did man. on my phone. Our, uh, All I had to do was click the print button and it would detect my printer <clears throat> and I clicked the printer and it worked. I think our home printer was sort of like that now, uh, right? Because aren't the Linux drivers for printers usually pretty okay? Cups. They're actually identical. I've actually never had a problem with like a, a pre-built distro like Manjaro. I've never had a problem with printers because it was just like Apple where it would detect it and you don't need HP's bullshit driver. It would just work. God, the HP drivers are insanity. It bothers me so much that on Microsoft, a multi-billion dollar company, a almost trillion dollar company Microsoft. requires us to yeah, install right. a fucking driver to work with a stupid printer. Man, that's supposed hey, to be plug Hey, it might work with the printer if you're lucky. Uh, I mean, over the network. The other I'm really cool thing oh, is I oh, got... no, if you're lucky, it'll work. But yeah, <laughs> you can do not, the add a... Pr- apparently, add I a am not lucky. printer or scanner or whatever. <laughs> but okay. eh, it's skeptical. Well, I'm not lucky when it comes to Windows. so... Uh, yeah, one thing that was really cool is when I got my iPad, I got it the generation that uh, the Pro model used USB-C. Uh, that's a big all, deal new, all new iPads except for the Ooh. iPad... Um, normal edition. The normal iPad use USB-C now. Yeah, which is really cool. And also, I, mean, I would recommend that you get the iPad Air because it is the same, basically exactly the same as the Pro, except it doesn't have quite as powerful as a chip, except it's an iPad, so you can't really utilize the chip. And, oh, yeah, okay. And um, it also doesn't have a 120 hertz refresh rate, I think. I think it only has a 60 hertz refresh rate. For an but, iPad, that's probably fine. Yeah, I personally really like it, but I'm spoiled. You know. You, so yours is the Air? I no, I have the iPad Pro, twelve point nine inch, and you a cool the big boy iPad. Yeah, the big boy iPad. The reason why I got it is because it's the same size as a piece of paper, but I guess the small one is the same size as you know a composition a piece of paper. And also, you can zoom in and zoom out and stuff like that too. See, so. I'm still not an Apple person. See, I would still not buy this. Uh, they are very expensive, aren't they? That's what I thought as well. Oh, in terms of, uh, I thought I wouldn't buy it, but then when when I bought it, I was bought it with the intent also of returning it, but then it ended up being so. Useful. I was like, wow, this is actually my number one purchase in all of college. All right. Yeah, well, that's how the website, you can both edit 4K video and 10 times faster machine learning. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> I disagree. You definitely uh, can edit 4K M1 video on it. M1 SOC is pretty M1 impressive. is really cool. I will a- a- acknowledge that Apple did great things with the M1. I think the M1 is a very cool chip. I'm very curious to see what the M2 brings, but actually. I don't like 
their lockdown platform still. I'm sorry. If I could run Linux on an M1, I would have bought it. What the hell is a I'm, mural in? Wait, wasn't there a project that was running Linux on an M1? It means that yes. whenever... It was just the Mac Mini, right? It was the Mac Mini, only yeah. one core worked. Oh, I don't know. This wait, is a sales only one page. Core? I just take it as you a were sales running, page. Oh, I yeah. take it as an engineer. Well, I can, I can tell you. Oh, it is. I thought it was... All cores and not just a single. I'm going to see if they updated that, actually. See if they got it working. uh, Yeah, so it it means like whenever you're running a neural network, instead of it taking all of your processor, all of your GPU, the neural chip will take over. What runs a neural network on an iPad? Uh, Often, like if you're ever using the the face, anything that's modifying your face, for example, will do that. Uh, Different applications that are doing, mainly it's visual effects, I guess. Interesting. So, All right, is the number one use case. I However, guess, I will say before I say this, sure. I would not recommend buying any Apple product until three days from when this is being recorded. And the reason is because... Okay. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, isn't Apple... Doesn't, don't they have a new announcement coming out on Tuesday? They do, yeah. So here's, I guess, that's the one thing that I... If anything, I'll comment on it because I know it's easy to be like, ah, right, I know about tech. I want to hate Apple because it's cool. And that's what everyone else does in, in the power user yeah, uh, kind of circle. My parents both have iPad minis. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who often uh, troubleshoots them uh, for my parents, I will say it's a little frustrating that these devices okay. are maybe I've seven or eight years old. D-A-R-T. Not even that old, I guess. I don't know the exact yeah. date. Let's let's I mean, just go on ahead and say five to six years to be safe. And so much of the software is not supported anymore. So my dad's running into problems. He's like, I'm trying to use this website, and it says, like, your browser's not supported. And, of course, I have to be like, well, it probably isn't an issue. Let's take a look at it. But he can't update his iOS because they, they stopped supporting the device. So what is, like, the... And I know planned obsolescence is like the big issue, the biggest issue. I've noticed Apple People is have better with, with their desktop they're and their, what, their laptops. They're better than any Android. Uh, well, I know, but what, what, is that, what does the life cycle of one of these devices look like? Because I guess if you break it down like as a X cost per year, maybe it's something justifiable. Like, I guess, how old is your device? Uh, my device is the very first iPad Pro refresh design. So I think okay. it was 2019. 2019. Okay, so you've had it for three years? Yeah. Or so? Okay. Yep. And uh, How many more years do you hope to get out of it? I would not be surprised if I get five more years out of it, honestly, okay. actually. All right. All right. Apple is really um, good about, like, when you go, when you, so they're more expensive up front, but if you look at how long they keep support for the devices, they keep support longer than most mm-hmm. Android manufacturers. And for, Windows manufacturers, actually. all Android yeah. manufacturers manufacturers if i'm being honest sure. yeah google might be the only one that has been good even about closely them. rivals yeah, even them. closely but even but then, even then they, dropped, sure they're, they dropped they're supports. dropping support for the pixel 2 this year or also like samsung tablets yeah when did they drop oh, no, samsung. For the pixel one no samsung's really bad isn't samsung's it just like, bad yeah. like the second the, no it's two the second really? the phone is okay. like really the second people like pay off their their new samsung's they like drop all support uh, for nice them. that's rough it is rough um, yeah, I know it's not long. The uh, really bad about it. The Apple Pencil is best in class in terms of pressure support and tilt sensitivity. They are best um, in class, yeah. They're kind of expensive, especially they with... They are very expensive for a pen. How like does that compare to like a high-end like Wacom drawing tablet or something? Uh, the thing is with the Wacom drawing tablet, the one you'd have to compare it to is actually just as expensive as the iPad because oh. you have to compare it to the one that has a screen in it, right? Fair. Because the iPad has a screen. Fair. Right. But and not only that, but it doesn't have, have a drawing a, tablet, I think. Thing. But not only that, it doesn't even have as good of a screen as an iPad, depending on the version that you get. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have 120 hertz refresh rate. It doesn't have. I'm not sure you need 120 hertz refresh rate for drawing. 
It depends yeah. if you're doing animation, for example. I know, but that's one of those things, like, even my roommate even told then, me, you're spoiled. Once know. you get a high refresh rate display, going back to a low refresh rate I mean, yeah, you're not wrong like, about that. I want my 144 hertz right. everywhere, please. It's, Anytime my roommate would look at my 60 hertz display, he'd be like, oh, man, uh, my eyes. Uh, it it actually like, hurts me to go to the I, don't see it. I didn't I think it tell. would, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's there are so thing. many people who say they can't see it or they can only see 30 hertz and it's just not, see, not, for like, not right. For like work, it's right. I'm it's true if that's all you've hertz. ever known. If, if When I was on 30 hertz, I remember looking at 60 hertz screen and back to my 30 hertz screen, I was like, I cannot tell the difference. Even 144 and 30, I was like, I cannot oh, yeah. tell. But now that I've lived on 144 hertz, I go back and I'm like, what is going on? Right. And it's that it's missing half or yeah. a fourth of the frame. Yeah, I mean, so of the frames. I'm a very, when it comes to refresh, I'm definitely, I would prefer refresh rate over resolution any day. Okay, sure. However, I am not as much of a refresh rate snob as some of the other. Like when I'm playing okay. games, right. oh, fuck yeah. I want as yeah. much frames as I can. But if I'm just working, why the fuck do I need 144 hertz when I'm just Because it's smoother. Yeah. No, well, I don't know. I agree with that a little bit. I will say though. Oh, look, 120, 144 hertz. <laughs> the console's updating at. Oh my God. Like, I don't care. Once YouTube started like widely accepting and supporting 60 uh, hertz videos, Going back to any of the other ones, I would, I would definitely tell the difference because I would look at one of the like 60 hertz videos and be like, whoa, this is so smooth. It's like I'm there, mm. you know, and then you <laughs> go back to anything else and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I remember. You know, this is yeah. the normal run of the mill every day. When I'm watching rate. video, I don't care as much, honestly. But also yeah. on the iPad, like yeah. having to share stuff, like you don't like save to a file system, you know, you like right. share it between the apps and it's mm -hmm. kind of like strange in that aspect. Like cloud storage. Yeah, right? cloud, yeah, cloud stuff also. How much is the um, damn pencil? <laughs> it's like yeah, $100, it's $100, $100, I think right? he said. Yeah, I want to see if it's it's still that much. Yeah, it's still $100. 100 it yeah it's 99 130 yeah, it's or 100 for the first gen i mean one way to look at that you, you is like that it's almost like it's more than 10 percent that cost the device what does that end up being for the device i guess depending so on the device, device so get, the ipad like air was 600 yeah it's six, oh device. really okay yeah the iPad but, air was you know 600. is it is it worth it i guess that's the question so I'm, so I here's interested in let me i've told you about some of the pros let me tell you about sure. the cons okay right the con is that you cannot Download a random app off the internet and install it. Sure. All your apps need to come from the app store. Right. Unless you... For the average person, that's not a problem. But for right. a power user like us and or programmers like us, that's a little bit of a downside. So that's Definitely. one thing to consider. It's a pro and a con. It's the security versus the, like, you know, power. What, security through Correct. obscurity or something almost? <laughs> security know. through monopoly? Security <laughs> by having a annoying series of, like, steps you have to do to get your app... Uh, you know, approved. approved. Actually, a few, I think, uh, I don't know if it was the FCC or if it was the European Union, but one of those is considering, like, basically forcing Apple to require additional app stores to be allowed. Yeah, I hope that it goes through, personally. I think I that think would be beneficial as well. I think that having a third-party app store would be beneficial for people, like power users, that want to be able to install, say, a suite of apps that hasn't gone through the whole chain of events. And I even, I'll be able to say, uh, you know, I'm not shitting on Apple. Can you imagine Google... putting Steam on your iPad? Like, well, yeah, I think well, yeah, but... First of all, it is on the App Store. You can get that app. But I mean, like Steam, like actually downloading games off of Steam. Sure, I mean, that's one of the things. So somebody, uh, I don't remember, maybe one of you guys shared this uh, some some couple of weeks ago that there was this guy who had a Google app and there was like one slight issue with the naming of the app or like some description of the app. Somebody used a blacklisted word in 100% honesty. I think it was like the word free. That you weren't allowed to use the word free in like a certain category of apps if XYZ conditions applied and they got their app taken down for no reason, but it was only because a translation 
of that app description in another language, then flag the system to say your app is banned from the store. So like there are stupid rules for the big app stores, all of them. Mm -hmm. And I agree that I think that's dumb and that there's some merit to it, but it's, it's dumb to not allow that anywhere. I don't know. But yeah, Android that, is only open source, though. That's a good point. That no, allowing actually, other app stores to be beneficial. Apps well, on yeah, the Android problem is it's beneficial. Have, quote anti features, but yeah. it is but it's free still. The problem is it's beneficial sure. for users, but not necessarily beneficial for Apple. Like all Apple right. would get is some more fanboys that would actually be like, okay, this is what was stopping me was well, the, the lack of a USB C port and lack of an open yeah, store. Yeah, they charge so much, and yeah, their products are designed to fail. They'll make money anyway. Well, don't they take a lot of like a chunk of money out of all paid? Transactions on the app store on the app store. what app store it is. That's a big chunk of money, right? A big chunk of money. So, I mean, as a developer in general, I could see why people might be like, well, I understand. If you make less than a million, you can apply for 15%. (laughs) That's so I understand. This is kind of like going back to the debate of like, oh, Epic Games is poaching developers, and Epic Games' whole poll was that they take significantly less than Steam does. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. But I'm under the opinion that you should just put it on every... Why not just put it on every store right. then? Uh, because you can lose money and or you, then you'd have to price it differently and then people would attack you that you're changing the prices depending on where it is. Yeah, it, it's complicated. It I understand that. Personally, I would just... People have different preferences on yeah, the store? I would, that's I what I would do. I would just put it on everything and say, if you want to complain about it, complain about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then my next concern about the iPad, though, I understand your you're like pros, you're pros for it, but one of the cons is... Yeah, this, didn't say all the cons yet. Yeah, you yeah, was in the middle. But like, I just finished configuring, okay, let's say Alex were to go and get the 64 gig iPad Air, which is not a lot of storage in my opinion. No. It depends what he's doing. As long as he's not for, as long as it's not video editing, actually, I think it'd be fine. My 16, phone is so 128 this, gigs, and I think that's So this is okay. the cheapest iPad Air you can buy for six hundred dollars. Okay. This is with no this is with an Apple pencil and an Apple keyboard, so I assume he'd want both because you want the ability to type like a normal human being. If I could find a way to use a mechanical keyboard with a USB interface, I would. But well, you can use those Bluetooth USB mechanical. Thing, All right, bet. Yeah, it's USB-C. It's Thunderbolt 4. Um, my think, keyboard so. that I use on a daily basis is a Bluetooth mechanical keyboard. So then can you use like a USB-C to USB-A adapter thing on an iPad and like plug in just a regular keyboard to your device? Absolutely. Maybe. I'm really impressed by that. I'm surprised that they don't have any special like restrictions. But not only that, there. but like, you can like, even plug really it into an external Apple display. Hmm? You can even plug it into an external display. That I'm surprised by. I mean, at least they're you messing with Apple's fancy website. No, I'm trying like, to see. Like, can you compare the iPad being your video is one, versus like, mine? Because this is pretty dog shit. And computer sort of thing that you have. I mean, like 10 FPS. Because the on original this iPads were just a tablet. They were totally unusable <laughs> as like an actual computer. I remember the idea behind the iPad was that it would be a replacement. I think yours is definitely rendering computer. better than mine. But, but it never really sad. was because it was so locked down and restricted. And, for some people, yeah. it totally could replace a computer. But the problem is, and again, another big. Yeah, maybe for your grandma. But I haven't but gotten to. Your no, I, I would argue there's a lot of millennials that could probably use this as their yeah. primary computer. I would yeah, say maybe, a majority of millennials actually it. could. But um, I disagree, yeah. but yeah. A, a big well, you con is <laughs> you probably use lots of software that yes. runs on Windows. Yes. Sure, certainly, yeah. I've, can, I've been trying to switch to OSS, but yeah. You cannot run Windows on the iPad. No, nope. of course. You, uh, technically, you can run Windows on the iPad, but it only with like two gigs of RAM. It doesn't have sorry. enough RAM to like. Support wait, I'm it. sorry. What? Even it, okay? Wait, wait, wait. Going back. The fact that they even got that to work. I yeah, mean, it's pretty I impressive. It's a VM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically useless. Oh, fun fact! One of the new features of the new version of Android that's coming out is going. To, you're going to be able to run Linux VMs on your phone. Uh, that's nice. pretty cool. Uh, well, I just want to run. I already Linux have run phone, Windows though. VMs on my phone, and also nice. Windows VMs on my phone. Nice. Um, 
the thing about VMs is like, depending on the VM, they can be actually usable in my opinion, but. Yeah, I actually considered, when I was shopping for laptops, I considered buying a, a MacBook Air M1 instead of this laptop. I remember when I was really young and wanted to buy a MacBook Air. Well, specifically, I almost bought a MacBook Air M1. I wanted the specific, because this was, I was shopping around the time the M1. Yeah, this would have been like 2012, So yeah, this was like 2010. So, a year ago. So with my current configuration, yes. I go everywhere I this with this laptop mm -hmm. or my other laptop. Okay. Oh, did you finance that? And laptop? my iPad. No right. So you use them in tandem. Right. Yeah. Like literally in my bag over there is my iPad. So what would you say your laptop, uh, what purpose your laptop fulfills that your iPad can't do? I can't, for example, open VS Code on my there iPad. There you go. Okay. Um, that's not true. It's not quite true. Really? That's okay. Well. Yes, and the reason why is because I've actually Anymore. done this before. I've ran a Parsec code or something. No, or? I've ran a code server. It's called a code server, and okay. the idea is that you log into the server, you put in a username and password, and sure. you get v full VS Code in your browser with extensions, with remote access to a server, all of this stuff. So you but can then develop. But it's a browser, so you're it already losing performance. It is a browser. You're losing performance, <laughs> but you can still do your developer stuffs. Remotely, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't really know. Cool. I still want to develop at my high frame rates and like, you know, with as low latency as possible. I develop command line applications. <laughs> so I wonder though, like or, as much as I enjoy I the touch interface for like specifically for your laptop and the fact that it runs uh, an operating system I'm used to. Full fat windows. Well, there you go. As somebody who, again, prefers that control and like the familiarity would you specifically recommend an iPad over a laptop for me? For you, I think it's less about iPad versus laptop and more about, I think for now, you need a laptop no matter what. Yeah. And uh, then on I, top of it, jobs, I'm, I'm out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give this back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So, um, and a lot of people our age actually even don't have laptops actually or right. desktops at all. They only have their phone. Their only competing device is their phone. That's yeah. I, I know a lot fair. of people who don't have. They have like a lot. I, they have their phone and they have like an iPad and like that's all they have. Computer. I don't. I don't know they, a lot of people who just have their phone. I know a lot of people who have either a phone and a tablet or like a phone and a laptop, but that's right. all they have. Yeah, that's, that's what I know. Yep. Yeah. I am. I am the. We're the weird ones in our generation where we're yeah. like. I yeah, have a laptop. I have a desktop. No, I have a phone. I have four servers in my basement. Yeah. I. <laughs> I basically own like six computers, and I never realized it until now. And I mean, like computers, like traditional computers, in a sense that it's some kind of like input-output system that I use regularly for things like computation and storage. Yeah. As opposed to like you know. The computers in your car, there's a hundred of them or whatever. Thank no, you, I mean, Adams. Like, well, no, I mean, specifically, I'm like talking like, uh, I guess if we're talking like my phone and my iPod and my laptop here and my other laptop that's ancient but still works at home and my PC and my server, like I own a lot of what you could consider, a, I guess, a PC or a, a personal device. And It'd be, some people might not have one or two, you know? It'd be kind of interesting for us to do a video where each of us like brings our... It's called an EDC or okay. everyday carry. Have you guys heard of it? No, I haven't. So basically there's a bunch of videos online that's titled EDC or everyday carry. Normally when I hear everyday carry, I think of guns. <laughs> <in America. laughs> right. yeah. And what basically what it is though, is you'd take your backpack out, for example, like MKBHD mm -hmm. or any of the other okay. like really high and popular YouTubers do this where 
They take out their bag and they showcase what tech is goes with them everywhere. I could do that right now if you wanted me to. Yeah, so often I would, but I didn't bring like I only brought like half the stuff I know. Yeah, I think we should do like an actual video for it. You think you should make this a video that we do? Yeah, yeah. Like an actual video. That that would be super funny to me because I think you guys might uh, judge me a little bit on how much of old technology I keep. Yeah, and that'd be kind of fun. I think it's super funny. Well, no, that I I get like your point because you're like, let's use the piss out of this. Yeah, I'm like, I might as well use it until it dies. Until it actually dies, you use it, which is kind of like how Ian is too. You use it until it dies. I still. On that one, yeah. To this day, and I know I probably mentioned this before, to this day I still use, once I found my brother's old MP3 player from 2007 that takes micro SD cards. Hell yeah. I've loaded that shit up with micro SD cards and I use that almost daily in the car. Oh, that is your your audio player. From 2007. Because it's got infinite storage. I it have works. so many micro SD cards. Keep you the thing out of more the landfill, right. something like that. I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. And the little crappy battery in there is like only slightly swollen to the point where it only like slightly <laughs> broke slightly the case. Swollen. And it still works. It still Spicy works. Spicy pillows. Right. Spicy yeah. pillows. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, yeah, I'm all about getting the most out of my devices, even if it means I have to yeah. sacrifice some usability to keep it working. So and I, for me, I am striving I to be that. the maximum efficiency no matter what. Right. So right. I think that that makes sense. That yeah. You want but to maximum efficiency is like a thirty ninety, and then a forty ninety, and well, a fifty ninety, and like the highest end <laughs> thing every year, and that just becomes really expensive. Not if it burns except, all your power. Except <laughs> if it saves you more money than it costs, then it's still the most efficient option. Right. I mean, I guess, but at what point? Like you're really you really got to be that's using that's the point. That I guess that's what you calculate, right? So like, and that fifty ninety. The right. bottom line is, Alex. Yes. We I think we recommend you to still go out and buy a laptop instead of an iPad. But don't think that, don't be surprised if you go back to your caveman, at least from the pencil and paper mm. ways. <laughs> you know, specifically, I've, I've been thinking about this even more than usual because I have my five-star notebook from school that mm. I had three different classes in and I still didn't fill up. And then it was my work notebook for about a year and some change. And now I'm at yeah. that point where I have about five or six pages left in that notebook. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, do I spend the $2 to get a new notebook or do I get <laughs> oh, yeah. my laptop? Do I get an iPad or whatever? So, yeah. Uh, well, they're like about to refresh, you know? So yeah, if there's would, a time, I'll so set my decision off for a couple more days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, about to be the time the to do iPad. it. I would wait like another month or two because mm-hmm. Dell's going to be refreshing all their laptops. Mm-hmm. Um, Asus is going to be refreshing because even not just Apple, everyone's going to be refreshing their laptops with the new 12th gen CPUs that Intel just dropped a but couple months ago. they are always, right? I mean, that's they kind of the point. Always, it's once per year, but we're, we're, you're at 11 months right now. You know? Okay, so, so yeah. it's up to you. You so might you, as well wait. You might as well wait a month okay. and then wait for all the refreshes to come out and then go shopping. And then but we I can need talk. to build my new PC too. Both. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah, speaking of, do we want to make your PC build a casual coders video? Now that could be interesting. You would want that to be? We I kind, mean, may as I well. Kind of, Anything I, is content. Honestly, I kind of thought building the server was really fun. I thought that was a fun, like, right, LTT right, right. spoof video to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I don't know if we yeah. really spoofed LTT, but I think it was fun no matter I think what. it could so. be fun I just enjoy to take a trip to computers. Micro Center. <laughs> take a trip <laughs> to Micro it. Center with the camera. Yeah. Oh, boy. Do Last it. time I did that, I bought a 3D printer. Hey, Micro Center, <laughs> you want to sponsor okay. us, right? I don't know. Yeah, but so do we want to discuss your potential PC build that'll be coming up soon? We could talk about it briefly. I think, um, I guess for a little bit of background, so my current PC I built in the summer of 2016. So I had gotten my first several credit cards. Um, I wanted to start building credit. I was uh, just starting in college um, and I wanted to build a PC because my, my at the time, my only PC was, <laughs> was um, 
basically like scrap. I always had hand-me-down electronics. So I was like, all right, I want a PC that I can play games on. You know, I was used to playing on a laptop. So 20 frames per second was my goal for most things. And I didn't often achieve it. So I was like, all right, I need a new, you know, I need a new PC. I want storage to get all my stuff in line. I would like to have new hardware. So what I did was I signed up for a credit card. I got approved and they said, here's your sign-on bonus. You get like 200 bucks off your first three months uh, of, uh, transactions. If you, I think it was, you had to spend more than a thousand dollars. And I was like, well, why don't I spend $800 on a PC and then groceries and all that other stuff? Boom. I, I get my credit back. So, you know, of course it's just a gimmick to make, you know, them a little bit of money and to prey on people who aren't going to pay their bill, but yeah, you should sure, do it yeah. only if you're going to spend that much money anyways. I wanted you know? to build credit. So that was the primary goal, but also yeah, yeah. getting a free $200 off a thousand was yeah. Credit was card churning. Yes. Was a pretty good deal. Man's so ball, yeah, so um, what I did in the summer of 2016 was I built my PC on, um, I, I, I used a little bit of everything. I used PC Part Picker and I used Newegg.com to actually order all the parts. And what I did was that I, I signed up for the card. I uh, picked some, you know, dozen or so parts. I wanted to get, you know, I was okay with the physical hard drive. I, I wanted an optical drive because of how many CDs and everything I use. Um, you know, I, I had my list of things I wanted to do and I spent about a week or two weeks optimizing my perfect build at the time. Of course, this was pre Bitcoin mining, thank God. So I got an MSRP or cheaper graphics card. Wow. I, I remember what that was like. Anyone else? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I got a GTX 960. I got a mid range core I five processor. I don't even know. It was sixth gen at the time, which was, I guess like maybe one gen out of date again, 2016. You, you can do the math if you care. I got 16 gigs of Ram. I got a terabyte of storage. I got basically everything I needed. I had a goal of like a 800 bucks and I spent, you know, 800 bucks and change. So I was able to transfer an old windows license. So it was right around $800. And it was everything I needed. I had it for school. I could do all my schoolwork on there. I had my, you know, my code could compile on there. I could do any amount of like, uh, you know, video editing or whatever for my hobbies. I could do my storage for all my crap that I accumulate over the years. It, it did everything I needed it to do. And on the bonus side of things, the GTX 960 was a hell of a lot better than any integrated graphics I ever had. So I could <laughs> actually play my old video games with 100% amazing frame rate for what I was used to. So I was used to, you know, again, almost 20 frames per second. Now I was like, wow, I can get better than 60. This is amazing. You know, I've never seen this before. Now, that being said, uh, so here we are some, you know, six or seven years later, and I'm still using that PC. Now I had picked budget parts at the time, and now I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, well, you know, I upgraded the storage. I, I upgraded because, you know, of course, once I got this uh, work laptop with an SSD, my one to two minute boot time on my HDD was not tolerable anymore. What is this? I can't go make a sandwich anymore every time I yeah, do right. Yeah, so I was, I, was, I was used to like, okay, you want to play some games? Cool, I'm going to turn on my PC and then go do something for a couple Which minutes. you still do, by the way. Well, no, not anymore <laughs> because literally I turn on my PC and then six seconds later it asks me to enter in my pin. So like we're at the point now where, you know, I'm a little spoiled on that stuff and I'd never go back to the old way of doing things. I have a small side story that's really related to what you just said yes. about the SSD stuff. I recently, I have a friend who just recently graduated high school mm -hmm. and I currently, I have an old broken laptop, <laughs> okay. like the hinge is broken, but it still works. And so I lent it to him and 
uh, it has an SSD in it. Oh. But before this, he only had like a, a super slow Chromebook because ah, yes, they give. Yes. So it's really funny seeing him use it for the first time because he would go and he'll click something and it'll be on his phone for like, oh you know, 30 no. or 40 seconds. And he'll go and click something and be on his phone for 30 or 40 seconds. And it would, the laptop would load like roughly a second after he clicked it. But he didn't even check the laptop because he was just so used to wow. having to wait, you know, wow. like three, like, so he was wasting, quote unquote wasting. He was like right. losing out on 30 seconds of content every click. You yes. Know? I was like, wow. No, I totally get it. it. It completely changed my perspective. The second, like within that first month, I was like, oh my God, what have I been doing? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I go back to then me banging rocks together as a caveman using a hard drive, like a physical. But it was working. Drive. Right. It worked. I don't so, know, man. I still love physical hard drives. Bulk storage for cheap. Well, see, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you're totally so, right. That SSDs for boot drives and everything right. are the future. So I, they're fabulous. I had the one terabyte hard drive, and then ultimately, of course, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone who knows anything about anything, Warzone was what ultimately filled it up. And oh, I God. went from having 200 gigabytes Warzone free. Warzone like 200 gigs or something? Yes. Stupid? I went from having 200 gigabytes free, basically 20% of my hard drive free, yeah, to, sure. oh, you want to play Warzone? Cool. And then I ran out of space while downloading and installing Warzone. So what I did, I was <laughs> like, okay, insane, let me delete some old crap on my hard drive. I had like a couple, you know, I went from a couple sure, hundred yeah. megabytes free to like 12 gigabytes because I deleted old crap. And I was like- How big is Warzone? I, I don't know. Basically it's 200 some gigabytes. 160 gigs now. Yeah. Holy they so, cut out a bunch wow. of it. So, well, they that's good that they optimized it. Oh, um, God. So what I did, I was like, okay, well, let me uh, just clear some stuff for now. I'm going to go on Newegg. I downloaded a, so I had a one terabyte hard drive. I said, let me get a one terabyte SSD and a four terabyte hard drive, and that will solve all my problems. And to this day, all of my data is stored on the HDD, and I do not have even 10% of it filled up. And then all my programs and most of my games are on the SSD, and that works beautifully for me. So, it is your NAS. Yeah, well, yeah, there I mean, you go. Yeah. So I, I actually have um, three drives in my PC. I have the old hard drive that I didn't get rid of, but I still used from transferring over all the files, and I just never removed it because I was like, what if I need something? So it's just my F drive. And then I have my A drive, which is the uh, new hard drive. And then my C drive is the new SSD. So I've got three drives in my PC, which I use at least somewhat regularly. And that solved all my problems, but that was, the, that, that was the most recent upgrade I ever did on my PC. So for like six years, I did nothing. I, I put nothing into it and it still worked. This but man is brave over writing his A drive. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you know, it's no floppy, but I, I'll put it there, you know? <laughs> So now I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, well, the components are starting to get a little old and crusty. You know, my most recent escapade was having the uh, thermal paste on my CPU basically dry out. And I was, oh getting, boy. I was getting 90C uh, maximum load uh, temperature on my on my CPU. And I Great thought, for a laptop, but horrible for a yeah, laptop. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't seem to be right. Um, so that's when I scraped off all the crusty old paste and then replaced it with some fresh paste and then got those back down to like 40 or 50 under load, which yeah. was better, but I, I didn't destroy yeah. my CPU luckily. So bless up, it's still working for now, but I'm getting to that point where I'm like, well, even with the 980 that I have been blessed with from uh, being now the third hand user. Yes, wow. you were the third, you were, no, you were the fourth person oh. to touch that 980. Okay, so wow. I, I've been fourth hand, uh, hand me down uh, of the 980, which replaced my 960. Is it a 980 Ti or just the 980? It's a 980 Ti. So the story of the okay. 980 Ti is that James bought it off of eBay right. to be a mining GPU. Oh, okay. I didn't even know it was second hand for him. Okay. So well. yeah, so James bought it off of eBay to be a mining GPU and then he's like, Mm, my desktop kind of needs upgraded. So yeah. he ended up using it as desktop as his primary gaming <laughs> GPU for okay. a few years. 
He upgraded to a 2070 Super. He put it in a server for a while. And then whenever he went off to the Marines, he gave it to me and uh-huh. said, do something with it. I don't care what, but if you sell it, give me the money. Right. Which is fine. So I never ended up selling it. I gave it to, I loaned it to my brother uh-huh. and I told him, you can keep this until you buy a new GPU. And then he ended up giving yeah. it back to me when he went out and bought a 6600 XT. One. And then I'm like, well, I could mine on this or I could give it to Alex. So I gave it to you and to loan it to you until you I guess that makes you the fifth GPU. user. Yeah. So Chandler really pitied yep. me. So he, he gave me this uh, graphics card, which basically doubled my graphics power. Yeah. Um, effectively doubled it and increased your RAM by two gigs. Yeah. So, uh, two gigs. So yeah. I upgraded my, yeah. my 960 oh. for the win with a 980 Ti. And is this uh, is a, this is a chonky Zotac 980 yeah. Ti. It definitely it takes up more like space than the old ones. It's Holy a little God. bit louder. I remember that GPU. I'm pretty sure we had it on the podcast. <laughs> we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was on the podcast. Uh, a few episodes. Ones will remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was the day of trade, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that yeah. was yes. the day of trade. Yes. That was the day that I brought it, so Alex could put it in a seat. Is yes, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, six seven years is, is is it's gone by, and my PC is still chugging along. But I'm starting to think, well, you know, if I'm gonna start looking at new hardware, you know, things like I've always considered being VR ready. That's certainly nothing that my computer could do right now. My computer right now is not VR ready. I mean, a 1060 will technically do it. And that's- and I don't have that. A 980 well, Ti really? will do VR, yeah. Yeah, but how does it, I forget. How does a 980 Ti A 980 Ti is roughly a, t- a 1070 in performance. So, oh, all right. so better than I am. I would prefer better graphics. Yeah. I could use more RAM. I have enough storage right now, that's for sure. Um, but my, I mean, all my other components are basically five or six years old. So including the GPU, the GPU is five I mean, or six years old. for computers, that's relatively old. Right. That's pretty yeah. old. I mean, in, in, in like Especially software years, computing. that's, that's a hundred years old. And I'm thinking like, well, you know, again, this is what all kind of started. This was like, well, do I get a new fancy laptop and then just like stick with that? Or do I upgrade my PC and then get something kind of budget on the like laptop side of things? Cause I, of course, as somebody who wants to get the most mileage out of their computing uh, equipment in general, you know, I want to use my stuff till it dies, but I also don't want to have something die on me and then go, you know, a week without my computer. So I definitely think that it would be interesting to make a video very soon about making a new build entirely. And then you'll be able to see from there. So it's something I'm thinking about. I'm sure you guys will bring it up a couple more times and keep me uh, keep me honest because I'm I'm too nervous to spend so much money, but I'm like, I've been wanting to do it for a while. I've so taken the liberty of specking one out for him. Yes, they have They have done way more work than Just I now. have. About, no, I've had this no, for he's, like he's built me a whole PC already. He's got it on PC part picker and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So, I, you know, so we'll see. I'm gonna go over the specs for those who are interested. Let's do it. So it yeah, is a he's, core. He's got it open right now. I do have it open right now. Yep. He, now I will say that uh, us being in Northeastern Ohio, we are blessed with a micro center. Woo! So yeah, can't wait to go. We have the ability to go and get cheap processors and reasonably pr- priced GPUs. And by cheap, that means MSRP plus a little bit. Right. MSRP yeah. No, no, no. And their their CPUs are MS are MSRP are lower. Are their CPUs? Yeah, because. What, 20 bucks off if you buy a motherboard? Yeah, that being said, you would actually save more money by buying the CPU from Micro Center and then ordering the motherboard on Amazon. Nice, nice. That's so, sort of sad. I got that say. is sort of sad. So yeah, this yeah, is so this is what you would get the core i5 12400 not F. It says F on the build, but the Micro at Micro Center it is cheaper to get the non F model. 
So what does F mean again? So just the i5-12400, the F means there's no graphics card in it. So oh. this would be the mm. one with the GPU. 12th generation, that's a new generation, right? 12th gen yeah. for $169.99. Wow. So double the generation of mine. Yes, for, for double the generation of yours. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Alex currently has a 6400. Yes. That's is, actually what my work laptop has. A 6400? Really? really? Yeah. So it has old. four cores, four threads. I believe the mobile version is a 6400T, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Either way, it's it's not as powerful as powerful as Alex's, but it's slightly. <laughs> so I have an an i seven ninety eight fifty in my work Ninth laptop. Generation. So that's yeah. that's just to put things in perspective. Two to three generations old. Yeah. yeah so the it's about to be three generations old. I five twelve four hundred, which it's is two gigs of RAM in here. Yeah, it's, it's damn. Decent. It makes me feel like a pleb with my, my PC machine. at home, and it's, like, so much more underpowered. But anyway. All right. So the 12400 has six cores and 12 threads. It is clocked at 2.5 gigahertz based. I believe it boosts to over 4 gigahertz, but I'm not 100% Easy. sure. It, bur- it boosts to 4.4 gigahertz. Ooh. It is on the LGA 1700 socket at yes. a 17, 7.5 megabytes of level 2 cache. and has a thermal design power of 60. Five watts. Nice. So um, it is on par with like my old, with like a, I don't know what is it. What is it on par with? I don't know. Either way, it's good. You know <laughs> Doesn't what? Doesn't matter. It's good. Whatever. It's, it's it's better than what I got in there now. The That's motherboard that I have picked out for you is the Asus Prime H670 Plus D4 ATX, which just means it's the cheapest Asus motherboard on Amazon that would fit your CPU. And is it that normal Wi Fi? Uh, does it need integrated Wi-Fi? No, I don't want integrated Wi-Fi. Oh, so you, uh, you want me to go out of no, the no. way to not have that? I was just feature. wondering. I'm just curious. No, it does doesn't. it have RGB it the, support? I don't think so. Does it have a uh, good audio in integrated? It does have. Uh, it does have some fancy smans. Oh wait, no. <laughs> All right, I'm just this curious. Is, this is a bare bones motherboard that will run your CPU because performance doesn't make a difference, and I know you use Ethernet. Yeah, I prefer wired connection. Do you care about like audio or anything like that or no? Not really. I if like I mean if he wants high fidelity audio, he can use the I, USB to and get an audio interface. But yeah, see, like, even that costs money. going off of that, I use USB audio headphones, so they have their own audio oh, card they've got if you their will, own built in, in anywhere. There. Yeah, so you need to so worry about it. It doesn't yep. even matter what the integrated audio it is. It does have USB ports then. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. has USB, all right. <laughs> yeah, so then you also Sold. have Corsair Vengeance LPX 32 GB. Of RAM. Oh, 216s. DDR4 3600. This is What's just... the clock on that? It's 3600 mega transfers Damn, per second. Shorty. I was used to like 2166. Yeah, so and it's 32 oh, gigs. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. And you can upgrade later to 64 if you Woo! really want. Yeah, because there's only two sticks. Nice. And you have four slots. Um, then, now I know you said you just upgraded your storage, but yes. this motherboard has two M.2 slots. Yes. So oh. I also threw in a Sobrant Rocket Q4, meaning it is PCIe 4.0 compatible, two terabyte NVMe SSD. So an interesting point that he brought that up. I still, like I said, I, I want to get the most mileage out of my uh, computing hardware. I don't really want to upgrade my PC. I want to keep my current PC and have a better one and then use my old one for other stuff. Like have it as like a lab bench PC, like a build station. So when we have or, the workshop in your server. basement, that would be like the lab That's what PC. I'm like I I like having that ability to have a dedicated PC for building software, deploying it onto hardware, interfacing with specific components, and then not having to like I don't want to ever move my PC around. If I have like a a PC for fun 
and a PC for like work. That's cool with me. And so that's kind of what I want to do almost like moving forward is keep my current PC and kind of move it towards like, you know, build, it's a work state. It's a work building PC. software and deploying it on embedded stuff and doing like my hobby electronics and then having my new one as like gaming and, you know. Yeah. So basically what I would recommend doing is just leaving the boot drive in that PC mm-hmm. and then moving the hard drives yeah. over to this new PC yes. and using yeah. this two terabyte way faster drive Ooh. as your boot drive. <laughs> your right. boot times would go down more. Nice. Um, then I also have a 750 watt Seasonic Focus Gold power supply, as well as a nice. Corsair Spec 04 ATX mid tower case, and I picked that one because it was fifty four dollars. Yeah, my my current oh, case man. was a DIY <laughs> PC thirty dollar case, and apparently there were a lot of uh, moans and groans coming from the audience when I mentioned that last time. So uh, uh, by the uh, audience, yeah. median yeah, budget yep. cases are not popular in this group. But uh, I spent I spent minimum hundred dollars on my case. I, I purchased the budget case once, and it was not great. I mean, okay, here's what I'll say about that case. I mean, it's usable if you want to, like, you know, stuff stuff together and hope that it mostly yeah, right. works. And that's all I but, wanted to do is I just wanted to fit all the components in something. Now, at this point, I want good components, though. Right. Like where the I'm at one now. thing is that it was polycarb instead of glass, as if that I hate matters. Polycarb well, by glass. I know you hate polycarb because I will say it scratches the shit out of the surface. Anytime you rub it with even like a like a slightly, you know, slightly a, abrasive cloth. A cloth. Set well, it on the couch. Paper and towel. Your side if you scratched. if you wipe it yeah. down with a paper towel, you'll scratch the shit out of the surface. Which I get. Okay, that's that's one thing people don't like. Um, and some of the metal was kind of flimsy. I could tell that it was like a bit yep. of a flimsy case, but for 30 bucks, I mean, shoot, that wasn't too bad. Um, 50, what did you say? 54 bucks? Yeah, 54. It was 50, 50. That's, that's tolerable. 54 99. I can live with that. And, I, and so, um, finally, I actually didn't spec you out a GPU. And the reason why is because <laughs> I was under the impression that you would want to keep the 980 Ti for a little longer. How, I very well might do that. However, <laughs> Micro Center in our area has some, I wouldn't call them good <laughs> price. I would call them reasonably priced GPUs. Let's get the tent. We're camping out. We're camping oh, out at Micro Center. Um, well, currently they have nine in stock, so we may okay. not have to camp. <laughs> All right, guys, that was it for it. We're going oh, to Micro Center. We gotta go to Micro Center. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have a, a GTX or RTX 3070 Ti for nine hundred and seventy nine dollars. Oh, now that I would doesn't do sound like the best deal. Oh, but it's got a I 30. mean, compared to what you're paying for a scalper, that's yeah. not yeah, that right, bad. Uh, better than I that means if you're willing to pay for it. Go ahead. If you want to pay MSRP, I'd wait. Yeah. So you, so Alex, would you be the type? You would probably wait. I, I would play it by ear. I think. How much I'm, is a thirty eighty? A thirty ninety. Are you talking like 1, from Micro Center or from at MSRP? From Micro Center. Uh, a thirty eighty Ti is nineteen hundred dollars. Oh god, well, it's TI, like seven hundred. Wait, yeah, seven hundred dollars above MSRP. That's seven hundred dollar markup. Oh god. Yeah, wow. that's right, a lot. So, yeah, maybe I'll play it by ear. Uh, <laughs> You're going to keep the 980 Ti for now? There are a lot of other costs. Here's the thing. The 3070 is actually more than you'd need. I know. I think the 3070 would be enough, especially for things like I always think, ooh, being VR ready would be nice, but I, I can't afford VR stuff right now. Maybe someday, but this thing is more than VR ready. I know, but I'm thinking like, like you did. It would be nice yeah. to have this capability and then two or three years down the line be able to just integrate it with uh, a VR setup, right? Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can, and also realistically, the 980 yeah. Ti is as long as it has driver support. That is mm-hmm. that was a very powerful GPU for the time, and is still what? a reasonably yes. mid-range GPU sure. today. 
I would say that for the games that you play, especially that yes. is more than dude. I'm you're curious your most played game lasts, is, is Minecraft yeah. and or Terraria. Yeah, dude, I love playing <laughs> old games because I get great frame rates in them. <laughs> now I will say, dude, I would recommend upgrading your monitor because you've told me that you yes, have like a budget see, tier. Now that's another thing. Yeah, I've considered all my peripheral update because I love my keyboard. It's Corsair K95 Platinum RGB. It's like fancy schmancy keyboard. I love the click clackety click clack, and I got six macro keys I use all the time. Well, I use three of them all the time. <laughs> and then I got yeah. all the RGB I want. It's everything I need. I love my keyboard. My mouse is a budget mouse that I could definitely use an upgrade on because some of the like uh, rubber baby buggy bumpers are starting to rub off on those things. And I'm thinking I could maybe use a mouse upgrade. So mouse, all right, maybe I could get a new one, but my monitors but are But mouse all, is like 50 bucks. Yeah, monitors are all 1080p, 60 hertz. And that's what I'm used to. And I have told myself, I'm like, I don't want to get All high things refresh considered, stuff. I'd say it's acceptable. I mean, yeah, it's I'd fine. like a 1080p 144 hertz, but yeah. 60 hertz is so But see, that's fine. the thing is like, if I can if if I can make that decision to jump the chasm and start going into the higher refresh rate, I know I'll never look back. So, so would you- I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Are you? The, would you rather have- <laughs> So you mentioned that you think ultrawides are silly, right? I do think ultrawides are silly. I think they're cool, and I think if you have one, great. I think they're neat. But I don't, you would never I buy don't one. one. Man of good taste, I see, yeah. My yeah. roommate had one, and I thought it was so cool, and I also thought I, I would hate cool, using but this. but I'd hate using them, yeah. They're, they're largely not supported by things that use full screen mode, and we're talking anything from video to gaming, and it's just like with Windows in general, we're not used to snapping like in a double wide or one and a half times wide or 1.75 times wide monitor. They're, yep. they're not very friendly with a lot of the software right now. And I get software is always changing. That hardware is great. And I think that it's good enough right now where you could get a lot out of it and think it'd be worth it. I personally, I, I'm not interested. I okay. prefer multiple monitors over a large one. My if next question is resolution. Yeah, I, I don't really care. I'm happy with 1080p. Deeper than that is fine. But again, what, that's another thing I noticed. As long as 4K has been out, Windows is still super shitty about how they upscale the 4K and the DPI is all blurry and shit. It depends on what you mean by Windows is still because Windows 11 has fixed this issue. This is great. I, I don't have any experience in Windows 11. So that does make me feel a little bit better. But even then, that's the other thing I think is like all these third-party apps. Like we, we know how shitty software can be when we outsource it and don't really care about what we get as long as we get a quote minimum viable product. How yes, many of something things, I'm very familiar with right, in the startup How world. many of them are just upscaled and then super blurry? I hate looking at my computer with the ultra crisp, might as well be retina trademark display. And I have a blurry upscaled app because somebody else didn't want to worry about making it 4K compatible. It, it looks so corny. I'm like, why did I pay all this money for a monitor? And then all my programs I run don't have support for it. So... So I would recommend for him a 1440p monitor. I think I, I agree. Would and the reason why sell. I own a 1440p monitor, <laughs> and I think it is the sweet spot between fuck your frame rates and <laughs> right. looks crispy. And the other thing is- So hold on. Do you do 1440p and 144 hertz? Yes. That, okay, is, that so is the monitor I That own. seems like what I would like. Yeah. So the specific, the reason why, now I have a significantly more powerful GPU than you have. I believe However, <laughs> I choose yes. to run most of my games at a lower internal resolution. Okay, makes and sense. The idea is, is that my dis, my UI mm -hmm. is all rendered at 1440p. Sure. So I get crispy UI text. Mm -hmm. But the game itself, 
especially the games that I'm snobby about frame rate, like PUBG and other esports yeah. titles, are internally foliage on low, <laughs> foliage on low, foliage on very low, di- yeah. render distance on very high. Right. So and then, but I run the games at 1080p internally, so I'll run the games at 75 percent right. scale. I see why. And that also means that if you need to, you can go lower. Now I found an AOC 27 inch 2K. Um, 2560 by 1440, 144 hertz monitor here at Micro Center for 240 bucks. All right. I paid 270 for mine. However, I paid for a relic. I got a $400 144 hertz 1440p monitor with really good color reproduction okay. on Black Friday special. Not bad. So, so maybe I should do some shopping around during the sales. Yes, yeah. you should. Now, either that or honestly... Honestly, this this thing's gonna be better than any monitor you probably already own, and you're gonna be blown away by it either way. <laughs> I'll have to see it. Now, also, that's another Ooh, one. This one's slightly curved as well. Yeah. Also, one more question: Do you care about what 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 would you consider to be the, the monitor size you would want for games? Uh, personally, I don't care. Uh, twenty-seven inches, what I like, and that's my sweet spot. And I think twenty-four is Ian's. Twenty-four, I'm, yeah, Ian, you have twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four is fine by me. I barely have desk space though. So. I mean. Yeah, Basically, everything I use at work desk. and at home is no larger than 24 inches, except for the TV. But again, the yeah. TV is But if you're going to go up in resolution... resolution right? I mean, I'm cool with either. Basically, I'm cool with a 1080p, 24-inch display. But if I'm going 27, it's probably going to be 1440, yeah, just for that slight increase. This in is a 27-inch monitor that I found. Yeah, I would say I'm comfortable with 24 inches, but like, yeah, going larger isn't like a... It's not a hard sell for me. Well, I'm, that, I'm like, because you I can like it. definitely save a few bucks if you do a sure. 24 inch 1080p 144 hertz monitor. I know, but at 1440, I, I see what you're saying there, and I, yeah, I think it's I'm a good sold on that because you are future proofing a little bit. Because right. when you, because say for example, you do go from I don't know, no, because well, for let's, a little let's, bit, yeah. Let's say he goes from his 980 Ti and he he goes to like a 3070, and he still is running at 1080p. He's going to be CPU bottleneck significantly. Yeah, that's fine. I think so I, with the 12th generation. I guess it is an i5 increase, instead of an i7. Right? I think that the graphics will always sort of be the limiting factor, right? Not CPU. As I I mean, for I now, was always limited, what I do, but I in don't the know. future, you're going to be GPU limited. I was always told that you sh- you want a um, GPU bottleneck. For what it's worth. I mean, I would say that you probably want to start out with a CPU bottleneck, and that GPU bottleneck will expand as time goes on. For what yeah. it's worth, my current PC basically up until I guess you replaced my graphics card was probably GPU bottlenecked anyway. And I'm still at the point where like I don't ever feel like I, I still think I would be GPU bottlenecked at okay. this point. Like I think everything else performs well enough where I don't notice any issues. Like I've never seen like 100% CPU usage or 100% RAM usage or like disk usage that that is, you know, not tolerable. In that case, this monitor will be just fine. Oh, yeah. Like, so I think this I think is, you're fine. not going to... Because, like, in, say, for example, we do play a game that you want to, like, oh, I decide I want to learn this game at whatever settings to, like, mm-hmm. run it maxed out. You could definitely just turn down the settings, mm-hmm. turn down the internal resolution, and max out the game and be able to play a full res. Or oh. even just run the game at a lower resolution and call it a day. Do you love being able to X out of apps just by touching the corner of the screen? <laughs> I only, I rarely do it, but sometimes I do. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So this, all in all, the system is, you're going to be under $1,000 for all these upgrades for the all most right, part. sold. Sold? <laughs> yep. All right, let's go let's to the center. It. It'll be the next video. Okay, maybe a couple videos done to line well, up. Yeah, we need I got to get my bonus so first. So 90, <laughs> but here's the other thing. Most of these parts, I'm ordering, I'm like showing you the online prices. I'm not all showing right. you the micro. The only thing you'd be buying for Micro Center is the CPU. I mean, that... My first build was all on Newegg, so it's I not something foreign to me. A power supply in here. He did have an eighty gold. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, it's the exact. It's actually the exact same power supply that I have. Yeah, he sold me on it because it was eighty and gold. That's basically it. Yeah, 
Um, and under that brings 200. up an eighty. That that brings up a rating thing and issue. But I'm not gonna. So I that. actually okay. I take it back. This is not the same power supply I have. I spent an extra ten dollars to get the fully modular, mm-hmm. and I regret it. Oh really? Yes, I, really I think the fully much. modular was a waste of money. I think it'd be nice though that I could make my own cables. <laughs> <laughs> Oh just, yeah, you just have, don't you, tell my boss. You don't, yeah, because at ABC Corp, you have access to all of the Molex Those connectors. Molex pins are like a dollar a piece, dude. They're they're nutty. Wait, the pins? Oh god. Okay, g- depending right, on whatever. what you're using, but don't get me wrong, Molex is expensive. But he dude. has access to all of like the 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 tools to assemble. Them. Yes. Yeah. Having that crimper, whatever, that crimper yeah. tool. So first of all, the dies for the tool are like two hundred dollars, and uh, the tools themselves are like $600. And if you think of the investment just to be able to make like your ATX power cable connector thing, that's a mini fit junior from Molex, which means you need the mini fit junior crimper for $600. Plus you need the pins. And then, you it's know, crazy God, me how expensive those crimpers are. Right. So $600 Molex just wants to charge you that, that because they metal. can. Molex has the monopoly on the like power terminal connector industry. And we're all okay with it because, like, at least you have some kind of expectation of a standard, uh, I guess. But I don't know. Everyone seems to love them. They, for whatever reason, even those Pico blade connectors are Molex. So you can't escape it. You might as well embrace it. I don't know. $600, though, for crimpers just seems insane to me. Yeah, I was talking to Brandon, and he said he has one of the, like, the off-brand, like, uh... Does he have knockoff Molex? He has knockoff everything, and that's why I always go to him when asking about stuff because his whole lab setup, like basically is what he uses to improve, uh, impress the, uh, uh, you know, recruiters or whatever. Um, but he has like off brand everything. And yeah, his whole lab setup is like all budget parts. And every time I need a recommendation for budget stuff, like his heat station, um, is a three in one, it's a soldering heat station and like reflow thing. And it was like, I don't know, $300. And he was like, Oh, this was great. It was the best deal. Cause anything you'd buy professionally would be a thousand dollars or more. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. It, it, budget crimpers are definitely worth it for home repairs uh, if you don't have access to the expensive ones. So, yeah, I'm I, I am lucky to have some of the expensive tools at my disposal for this uh, brief period. You know, whatever whatever that ends up being. Anyway, makes sense. random tangent. <laughs> makes sense. I don't know. I I I was told by ENG that mm-hmm. um, a lot of the power supplies you see that come out of China have knockoff fake Molex. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Because of how expensive that. Molex right. are. Why would you pay for it? <laughs> yeah. So same I, reason they say they're eighty plus and maybe they're not. Well, okay. Yeah. So, but he was mentioning that like even big companies like Thermaltake and Corsair will use the knockoff ones I because they're coming out of Chinese them. factories. I don't blame them for the price. I do think Molex is overpriced. Yeah. But whatever. So, but anyway, but yeah, the, the Seasonic is a good brand for cool. power supplies. Right on. Um, they're 30 years old, I think. So they're a pretty old company. <laughs> They've been around. They've been around. And their power supplies have like 10-year warranties on them. Right on. Yeah, and if they die within those 10 years, you just, hey, my power supply blew. All right, we'll, we'll send you a new one. Hell yeah. And a lot of times, dude, if they take your components with them, because that can happen, a lot of times they'll cover it. Ooh, all right. Which is like really nice of them. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Now the case, I, I, I'm a, I'm a case snob. Yeah, I'll figure out the case later. That's the one I'm least worried about. That's I feel like, like those the, are the ones, component. Would that's you? That's the one I want to see in person, or at least have like a good idea of what I have um, before buying it. Everything else, I can see the stats and be happy with. But like I, cases don't have stats for me. I mean, sure, true. like the ports, well. Let's okay. see how many. Let's see how many yeah, hard drive slots ports. it has. I yeah, really like base. the Mesh by C case for my first case. It has, actually, it has three, three and a quarter, three and a half inch base. Actually, okay. I have an empty case. 
Hmm, oh. Trying to save me a couple hundo bucks, huh? Well, one. Oh, is that the case bucks. that we pulled the uh, NAS components out yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a nice case. That's like a $150 case. What do you yeah, want for nice it? Case. It is. I mean, we're friends. A good video? All yeah, right, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> we'll just give him the case. All right, well, stay tuned on the Casual Coders YouTube and other media channels because one of these days, dang it, I'm finally going to shell out the cash to get this new PC built. And One also, day. Kyle's finally going to finish the NAS video. <laughs> One day, Maybe. TM. Oh, <laughs> no promises. No promises. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that like. was a really fun video, but if that never gets published, I'm not going to be sad. It'll get published One day. It'll, yes. It might be in 30 years, but it'll be Stay one day. Stay tuned because I want to do it. Dang it. We'll make that one video, just us building PCs. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun thought. I'm sure it'll be real soon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're significantly over. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and watching. Yes. Um, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.